Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I'm going to fail to solve an ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true, and uh, this week we are doing part two of I Love Bees, the ARG marketing Halo 2. Halo 2, everyone's favorite combat marine game about my best friend Master Chief. Uh, before we get into um, the follow-up to last week's episode, uh, we got a lot of questions that came in to us on Twitter. Um, some of them we can answer, some we can't. So let's get into it. Um, the first question that came our way, uh, Okapi Kid sent us a question and said, aside from corporate sponsorship, what's the best way to fund slash monetize a mid-sized ARG? Uh, the Black Watchman is the only approach I can think of that seems to be successful. Um with the world's biggest caveat that I have never funded or monetized an ARG, <laughs> um, I feel like, unfortunately, the best way to fund one is to have uh, a wealthy billionaire who is a benefactor. Um, other than that, if that's not available to you as an option, um, I feel like if you need something that has continual monetization, going the route of doing something like Patreon or Coffee might be a good way to do it. Is that how you say that website's name? The ko.fi? Um, coffee? Yeah, I think it's Coffee. I've heard people say Kofi, but I, I'm pretty sure it's just Coffee. Yeah, because it's like, buy me a coffee. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but I, I could see something like that working for an ARG. Um, I know that back when we talked about ben drowned there was the moment where the guy said like hey i can't really keep doing this because the cost of like hosting all of this is too much and the community was like well we'll do it give us you know how much is it like you know we'll help you out with that um something like that could be a good approach but i feel like you need you know you need to have made something on the front end to really let that be a thing that carries the back end um the black watchman the example that was given i know um, it looks like it's a... I, I don't know a lot about it. Uh, it looks like it's a video game that you can, um, you know, you can buy it and get, you know, that direct buy-in to it. Uh, and also had a Kickstarter path that led to it. Um, but it's a video game that kind of bleeds out into the real-world ARG-style elements. So um, that's one way to do it. But for that, for something like that to work, you'd need a video game to sell. Um Ultimately, I don't really know. Uh, I think that the the best way to do it is to just have a second job and let that pay for the ARG as a hobby. But I I don't really know how to fund an ARG beyond that. Do you have any insight, Marn? I know that you've actually run some. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like the only really the only way to do a high budget ARG is like to have a mysterious benefactor or like already have money set aside for it yeah like i mean Alyssa and i are doing a prairie song ARG right now that may still be going when this episode comes out i don't know um and we kind of just use some of our patreon money for it but we're also just like using our 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 regular money i guess yeah um, like and that's and that's a if you in a roundabout way that is funded by you know, it is a Prairie Song ARG funded yeah. by Prairie Song. So you yeah. have that, like, it's brand support, but the brand is small. Like, it's not. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I know, I think some ARG people have Patreons. It's mostly, like, the people doing web series and, like, stuff that has very tangible output. Mm -hmm. um, 
I feel like it's a lot harder to do like a Patreon or a Kickstarter or something like that if you don't really have like an established brand or like a product that you can already show. Now, I know to peel back the curtain a little bit, and I can cut this if you want me to, but you all started the Prairie Song ARG like with a patron post, right? Um, so we started with, um, we sent physical postcards out to our patrons and each one of those had like a tiny segment of a URL on it, which was really just like, the reason that we did it was we knew that like the people who contribute to our Patreon are like our personal friends and like people who very much keep up with the work that we do. So we were like, oh, we're going to give the URL to these people and they will probably actually, like, put it in the regular Prairie Song Discord and, like, make a big deal about it. <laughs> yeah, these are the people that are already in your Discord daily. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I can't really think... I don't know of how to fund a mid-sized ARG aside from just your standard set some money aside, come up with a budget that you think you'll need, and then go from there. Um, it's not a sexy answer, but I think it's the that there is. <laughs> it's also like weird to do a Kickstarter for an ARG that isn't like already based on some kind of existing product or just like vir- viral marketing for some existing product that you're kickstarting. Because basically you're like yeah. blowing your whole cover by being like, I need funding to do an ARG. Here's what it's going to be about. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to kind of justify that and... It's hard to yeah you're you're blowing your cover initially so I can't feel like that's the best way to do it. It might be the one that gets you the best result if you're upfront with what you're uh, what people are going to be paying you for. But you know. Um. So while you were gone, I plugged ARG to Kickstarter. Okay. <laughs> and um, only like two of these have funded and gotten more than like three backers first of all yeah how much are they um, asking for usually about seven thousand that feels okay i was actually about to kind of roast some stuff for feeling unrealistic but that actually feels like you've got some budget to play with and you're playing off kickstarter fees and you're able to like yeah that sounds about realistic for an arg if yeah. you wanted to like have actual budget toward it because you can't do like you can't do a Kickstarter and then do, like, a really lo-fi ARG, you know? Yeah. Um, there is one called Cash Grab, an ARG you can play right now, which is just an ARG where you give me your money. <laughs> that reminds me of the, uh, the, um... The Cards Against Humanity thing a couple years ago where for Black Friday they just dug a hole. Oh, yeah. And then they were just like, yeah, like if you donate money here, it'll extend the amount of time that we dig a hole. And then people were like, what are you guys going to do with the hole when you're done? And they were like, nothing. We're just digging the hole. You're literally paying like time for, you know, time for these people to dig a hole. Yeah, this one was suspended by Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> incredible (laughs) and the faq says are you serious no please don't back this (laughs) um send me a link to that that's going in the show notes 
There's also one that I wanted to read to you real quick. So first of all, um, I also found one by the guy who made Terragon that was unfunded and starts out with, brought to you by the creator of such ARGs as the Terragon ARG, full stop. (laughs) (laughs) So, see, uh, I, I could understand someone that has an actual, like, like if, um... What's the name of the company that does this one? Is it Studio 42? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, like, I could understand them saying, like, hey, we are doing an ARG experience. This or is 42, what... Enter- 42 Entertainment. 42 Entertainment. Um, I could see them doing something like, hey, we'd like to do this. Uh, it, you know, this one isn't being done in conjunction with a major studio like we've done in the past. We want to do our own thing. Um, and for that to happen, we do need some funding. We don't necessarily want to... Um, I could see them saying, like, we don't necessarily want to cue you off to what is going to happen. But um, with funding, we would be able to start something. And you might even want to seed in, like, a clue or two into the Kickstarter video in the same way that they did for Frog Fractions 2. Yeah. Frog Fractions 2 is different because the Kickstarter was for the game itself, whereas the ARG, you know, you're not fun. I mean, you might be funding the ARG a little bit through budgets and stuff like that, but you're not funding, like, it's not a Kickstarter for the game for the ARG. Yeah. Um, but I could see something like that where it's like, Hey, we're kicking this off now. Um, we have ideas of where this is going, but we won't be able to accomplish them unless we have some direct funding. This is how much we're thinking. And in re- in return, we can promise you a trans, you know, like a, a transmedia experience that you've never seen before. You could do um, that, but you need yeah. a pedigree behind you in order to like, really like i if i set out and do that that's infinitely different than uh than this company going out and doing that or like uh the guy behind frog fractions 2 going out and saying that yeah you know um so there's also another one that was asking for eighty two thousand dollars jesus and uh, I just want to I just want to read you a a little excerpt from the Kickstarter page of Unveiled, which is a large live alternate reality game extended. <laughs> okay. To create the most realistic game experience, we will have ten game master <laughs> located in Europe who create the daily mission based on local and international news. Lord. So they don't even have a game ready to go. No. Our missions will not only have one solution. We will offer up to five possible ways to keep the gameplay fluid and realistic. You can't promise that. (laughs) Our story isn't that fictional. It's about the Bilderberg Group, the UN Agenda 21, and Vision 2020, the Spanish flu, the fact that the flu is man-made, and H1N1 appeared again years later as the swine flu. It is about government who lie to us. Maybe the game can help to wake the people so they open their eyes and see the world different. Incredible. (laughs) Good lord. (laughs) $82,000! Hey, Marn, do you want to fund some anti-Semitic conspiracy theories that I'm going to disguise as an ARG? Because let me, let me type up that Kickstarter document right now. Let me... God. Like, on one hand, I can't really... 
Like there are a, there are a lot of things that happen on Kickstarter that are like for every well thought out, well put together Kickstarter pitch that you'll see from a, a professional company, there are at least two that are like, "Hey, I would love to make a game. Here are like the eighteen different mechanics I'd like to pull from other games in order to go into this one." That yeah. being said, I've never actually kick. I've never actually made a game, and like, we're gonna have Dragon Quest's story and open, you know, story and open world and branching decisions that you can do. But we're gonna have Halo's extensive combat options, but mm-hmm. also the romance system from this game and a character customization that gets reflected by the real world, like this game. And like, it's like on one hand, like yeah. I also want to see Skyrim, but for Pokemon. But, like, there's a reason that, like, that doesn't happen. Or you see things like the guy that was like, hey, I'm going to fund the uh, Game of Thrones card game. I don't necessarily have the rights to Game of Thrones, but I bet that if I get this to launch, they'll see how good and how much people want it, and they'll hire me to do it. You see those all the time, too. So, like... yeah. I don't know. It's not endemic to this genre. We get that a lot on Kickstarter, but like, yeah, that's, that's doesn't feel, I don't feel like Kickstarter is going to be your everyday person's first stop in trying to fund an ARG. They want to get off the ground. So my, um, my favorite parts of this Kickstarter page are that, uh, there are sections for teaser one, teaser two, trailer one and trailer two that just straight up don't have anything underneath of them. (laughs) And the part that really gets me is 10 game masters for your ARG. Yeah, like... 10 game masters! <laughs> like I love this I... Under, under story. Hello, Kickstarter, in all quotes. Hello, Kickstarter. <laughs> <sighs> I do like that they posit that the Spanish flu and the swine flu were both test runs for the planned depopulation of humans on Earth. Good lord. Oh, the the screenplay excerpt for their intro sequence their intro sequence is just a lot. Starfield is visible. Slow pan out. Display blends in. System boots and shows animated messages. Zoom out. Display is full visible. Voice recognizing. Tracking stars. Zoom out. Satellite is now full visible. Earth in background. Zoom into Earth. Clouds are visible. Zoom into city. City of Washington, D.C. is visible. A blinking marker flashes at a building. A video sequence blends in. Nausea is running from something. Recording video message for John. Nausea. John, where the hell are you? I need to talk to you. Call me. Cut. (laughs) You can't just say shows animated messages on your screenplay you have to write those out that's what oh you the, know uh, what scre- that's what the screenplay is for <laughs> the soundtrack excerpts are actually kind of banging <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why you would need a fully composed soundtrack for your arg but yeah i don't know either i feel like these people really just want to make a video game is the problem yeah that's the thing they want to make a video game but uh-huh. they're like we'll do an arg they were oh that's why they were asking for the funding they wanted to make a whole app for their ARG ah that'll do it yeah if you if you want to raise if you want to raise how much is on here if you want to raise eighty two thousand dollars for your Kickstarter 
you probably shouldn't sorry you probably shouldn't be on kickstarter for the first part i'm also just realizing that they are they say we're creating something new it is a large in all caps but then they separate out the L and the E, so it's L A R G E, and then they yeah, further they explain that large is an acronym for Live Alternate Reality Game Extended. Majestic meets Twenty Four. You are the game. Okay. So yeah, funding an ARG is rough. Uh, my advice <laughs> to you is to meet a meet a benevolent billionaire and uh, take all their money. Wow, they've been working on this game since two thousand and one. Woof. Oof. <laughs> oh, woof. They started writing woof. it in two thousand and six. God. Or, alternatively, get Pepsi to back you. Yeah. Hey, you can't yeah, go wrong with it. Get a company. Get a company and say, hey, we're doing this. You're, I'd like your help. We'll slap <laughs> your logo on everything if you do this with us. You literally can never go wrong with a corporate sponsorship, especially if you start doing it and then you go to the corporation like, I'm already doing this for you. Please yeah. give me money. <laughs> yeah. I, I was doing this for free, but you could start paying me for it. <laughs> no, if if you didn't, I will still be doing it for free, but you should <laughs> pay me. Isn't that what Danger did with the first John Dies at the end ARG? He just like did it for fun and then David Wong actually hired him to do the next one. I feel like I said something thought, to that effect. I thought it was uh-huh. unrelated for the first one, but I could be wrong. Oh, like okay. I, like I thought it was just a cracked forum thing that he was doing and then Wong was like hey what is this this is cool you should do this for my book either way still get, get I, a wealthy benefactor get a wealthy benefactor yeah it's it's been a bit since I uh, it's been a bit since I A since I did that game uh, but B since I like re-reviewed the facts so I don't know for sure Um. so related question from absolutely bees on twitter if we could pick any major brand to market with a tonally inappropriate ARG, what would it be? Yeah, Pepsi. Reach out. Yeah. Uh, the Wild Pepsi, the Wild Cherry Pepsi ARG. It's a wild ride. Cherry Pepsi. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't have a specific brand that I would want to do, but I would want to do something that I. I do like. Um, I like the part of the question that says tonally inappropriate. I would love yeah. to do, and I. I, I want to do one that is like take a hard media property and make a soft ARG. That would be what I, like I love bees where you're talking about like a beekeeping website. I want to do something like that. And I think it'd be very funny if it was like you start going through an ARG and it's about something wholesome, like it's puppies.org or something like that. And it turns out that it's an ARG for mortal Kombat 18 or something like that. Like, I think that would be very funny. Um, I don't necessarily want to do like what's the Thomas the Tank the Tank Engine ARG, and we're going hardcore with it. Like we're doing like Escape from Sleepy Time Junction or whatever, <laughs> wherever they live in Thomas the Tank Engine. Like I I wouldn't want to do, you know, the massacre at the Rockport Bridge. I don't want to do that. I want to do <clears throat> do soft against a franchise that's hard. 
Where do the trains live in Thomas the Tank Engine? <laughs> Sleepy Time Junction. I told no. you. I, it's definitely called something specific. I like watched an episode of it recently. Why did you watch an episode of it recently? Uh, I was at a friend's house. This was like months and months ago, actually. Oh, okay. So re- by recently, I mean like uh, probably like last spring. Um, I was at a friend's house and we couldn't find anything to watch on TV. So we ended up watching the episode of Thomas where uh, Gordon gets bricked up inside the tunnel. Oh, the Cask of Amontillado episode. Yeah. For the love of God, Thomas. <laughs> um, well, Wikipedia is not giving me an answer. I would love to do a Venture Brothers ARG. That would be cool. Like disp- Dispatches from the Guild or something like that? Yeah, because I feel like with Venture Brothers, it's very hard to be tonally inappropriate. Yeah. And at the same time, you can be as tonally inappropriate as you want. Yeah, no, I agree with that. <laughs> So, um, Doc Hammer and Jackson Public, like, hit us up and we'll hit, make you a Venture Bros ARG. Hit us up. Marn, we need to start our uh, Venture Bros recap podcast, and then we can reach out and say, hey, we are experts at ARGs and your show. We would <laughs> love to combine those two things. Because, I mean, Venture Bros is just, like, written by two guys. We're also just run by two people. <laughs> <laughs> hit us up. Let us join the Titmouse family. I would also love to do like a Nintendo ARG. I was thinking about that recently. Like a Luigi's Mansion ARG would be super fun. That would be fun. About like, it starts off as just like, what if you just started off with a bunch of like real world ads for mansions that are supposedly haunted? Yeah, it starts as like a real estate website. (laughs) And then, like, maybe you feed in one, like, what you do is you send out, uh, you send out letters to people, but they're written on, like, vacuum ads. Oh, my God. And you don't reveal that it's Luigi's Mansion until, like, the very end. The final result (laughs) is just, like, it's a code that someone realizes is, like, a code for a game on the Nintendo Switch. And you pop it in and it's Luigi's Mansion 3 and that's it. That's the uh, game. That would rule. Luigi's Mansion Three is actually very good. I want to get it. I've heard it's really good. I've been I've been watching um, a let's play of it, and it looks super fun. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, do we have like any more? Questions? I feel like I feel like we're out of time for questions. Oh god! Well, okay, one more. As Master Chief's best friend, Andrew, what does he want for his birthday? Yeah, uh, as Master Chief's best friend, you know what Master Chief wants? What? A goddamn break. <laughs> Master Chief stopped the flood. Master Chief uh stopped Halo 2 in Halo 3. Master Chief finished the fight and then y'all came back and said, "Hey, what about 4 and 5?" Like <laughs> let Halo take a nap. That's Master Chief's name is Halo. A lot of people don't know that. That's just what his friends call him. I thought uh, he wasn't I thought he wasn't in the games after three. Am I wrong about that? I'm pretty sure it's master. I'm going to get someone very angrily writing me on Twitter if I'm wrong about this, but Halo's one, two and three are about master chief. The tagline for Halo three is finish the fight. So people were like, great, we're done talking about master chief. Then the next game came out and it was Halo reach. And that wasn't about master chief. That was about a different group of Spartans in the Spartan program. And those people were like, hell yeah, we're done. 
we're, we're going to do our basically. So Halo Reach is about this group of people that are just like who doing a who can have the noblest death competition. Um, they go through this game for Halo Reach, which might have been a prequel, but might not have been. I'm a little iffy. But then they were like, you know what we need is Halos 4 and 5. We're going to bring Master Chief back for those. And Master Chief's like, all right, I guess I'll go do this one too. You literally said that I finished the fight in 3, but I guess we're starting a new fight. Uh, And then they finished the new fight, and he was like, great, I'm going to go get, like, blasted out into space and die now. That'd be great. I'm fine with this. Thank (laughs) you. I'm going to take a break now. And then he did. And then the trailer for what I assume is Halo 6 or whatever the new Halo for the next Xbox is going to be. They find Master Chief out in space and he's like, ah, fuck. (laughs) Y'all keep bringing me back in. That's my understanding of the Halo universe. Halo Infinite is the new one. I just looked it up. It's And I was wrong. It is the sixth game in the franchise with Master Chief as the protagonist. Hell yes. I'm sure that angry nerds will be yelling at me for other things, (laughs) but they won't be for my... They'll be yelling at me for my flawed understanding of the timeline, not for my absolute misunderstanding of the timeline. See, in my brain, the Halo franchise just stops at 3, because I remember when, like, Halo 3 coming out was, like, a meme. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, and I'm just content to think that, like, no more Halo games came out after Halo 3. Yeah, and the tagline was literally, finish the fight. And then they came yeah. out with 4, and they didn't use the tagline, start another fight, I guess. Um, can I can I read you something really quick? Uh, the Master Chief is a video game icon, <laughs> a relative a relative newcomer among more established franchise characters such as Mario, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Lara Croft. The character has received a mostly positive perception. <laughs> While some have described the chief's silent and faceless nature as a weakness of the character, other publications have suggested these attributes better allow players to assume his role. <sighs> Fuck. Do they call I him just, the Master Chief? Shit. They really do. I just this love so, that. Um... I, I pulled up this Wikipedia page. It's so funny because they introduce him earlier as Master Chief Petty Officer John 117 or Master Chief is a fictional character. And then they proceed to call him the Master Chief and the rest of the references to him. Yeah, I really love uh, the character has received a mostly positive reception. The character is voiced by Steve Downs, a Chicago disc jockey, in the video games he appears in. I want to hear Master Chief as a Chicago disc jockey. Um, in an interview on creating believable video game characters, Bungie's Joseph Staten noted that Master Chief is really what kicked off the creativity, he said, in terms of how people react to him. He's a space marine in really cool green armor. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yep yeah that's master chief (laughs) aliases john 117 spartan 117 master chief chief sierra 117 reclaimer demon warrior and warrior hyphen servant Do you want to get into talking about I Love Bees? Yeah. (laughs) um... (laughs) 
Sorry. I just read a really good Master Chief fact. On his oh, hell yes. Movie. Hit me with those Master Chief facts. <laughs> Master Chief's skin is too white as a consequence of spending most of his time in his armor. What? Oh, my God. He's got a full body farmer's tan. <laughs> he also stands seven feet tall in his armor. I will say, Marn... Master Chief is too white is a critique that I've heard of the character. He's six feet. He's six foot seven without his armor. Lord. Master Chief is too tall. (laughs) Matthew Stover compared Halo to the Iliad, saying that both stories share the meta theme that war is the crucible of character. Okay. <laughs> How's it going, Andrew? That really feels like a fundamental misunderstanding um. of both the Iliad and war, <laughs> but I'll let it slide. Does the guy who voices Master Chief just voice Ma- He does! He only voices Master Chief. <laughs> um, he must be making bank off of... Uh, off of those Master Chief from, uh, from my patients. understanding of voice acting contracts, he's not. Oh, that's true. Okay, it's been like an hour and forty five minutes. <laughs> we yeah, talk about I love. We Beast. need to talk about I love Beast. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts. So, Marn, do you love bees? I do. Um, <laughs> in the in the in the um, in the words of my favorite YouTuber, let's talk about it. Let's talk um, about it. Yeah, it's I I like this um, this horror movie analysis who starts all of his videos with like he's like so and so movie and like says his thesis and then he goes let's talk about it and it goes into his. His his title thing. I was just watching his new video. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. He's very good. You'd probably like him. Um, cool. What happened last time on I Love Bees, Andrew? I didn't know there'd be a quiz. Um, so, last time on I Love Bees, we meet a character named Dana. Uh, Dana is the webmaster of a website called ilovebees.com, which she is running for an older maternal figure in her life. I think her aunt... Is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, I believe it's either her aunt or her great aunt. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, so Dana is in charge of this website um, that is going a little funky. Uh, players are alerted to this because people on Unforums got a jar of honey that had I love bees uh, in letters inside of it. Um, so they decoded that. They got to the website. And as they refreshed the page and looked at stuff, they realized that it's all funky. Um there are things bursting through. There's like source code that's bursting through. And it seems like there's some kind of uh, element running in the background that isn't quite running right. 
um, they realize as they are examining this site uh, that it looks like that there is something else at play. Um, there's some kind of computer process that is running and doing all sorts of strange stuff, uh, stuff that is beyond the capabilities of a website devoted to loving bees, uh, loving bees and honey. Um, shouldn't be running these kind of processes. Um, what the players realize is that through a short story that's kind of a nurse, not a nursery rhyme, but like a, like a, like a Hansel and Gretel style, like those kind of fairy tale. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, they find a fairy tale that is like the story of the widow uh, trying to um, save a princess from a queen or something along those lines. And they realize that the characters and their actions in the story match up with a couple of key um, elements of this uh, computer process that's running. In the same way that the widow is going and finding a magic mirror or whatever, the, uh, the spider, the SPDR uh, process, is running and trying to seek out, like, instead of a mirror, it's a, you know, trying to seek out a way to connect to the internet or stuff like that. Um, it's trying to find, you know, find processes in the same way that the uh, Widow character in the story found characters in the story. Um, I don't remember the specifics, but I remember that that is an element. Um, along the way, they realize that the kind of overarching narrative is that there are a couple of key AIs in play. Um, the main AI, which I believe is the spider, is... Um, the spider is the uh, AI that crash landed on the ship, right, Marn? Um, the AI that crash landed on the ship is Melissa. It's Melissa. Who is also called the operator. Okay. And I might have the... lost sight on how... It's been about a month since we recorded that first yeah. episode, so I'm a little bit hazy. I'm not going to lie. Um, so... Is a peek behind the curtain. Uh, <laughs> we switched up a couple episodes to make it not look like this, but now I'm blinking on stuff and I have to reveal. Okay, it. so um, so Melissa is the crash AI who operated the spaceship, the Apocalypso. Yes. Um, How does she fit in with the Spider and Co? The Spider is like a facet of the AI. The Spider is just like a program, basically. It's the system peril distributed reflex, um, whose function is to repair her. Um, okay, the the Spider is repairing Melissa. Okay, yes, L Melissa is the queen. Yes, in the story. Okay. Um, um. But also, there are a couple other characters that relate to AIs. There is a. Um, there's another AI that I don't know if it has a name, but it is seems to be on the side of the players. Um, there's also a, a process that is uh, the flea in the story, um, who's a trickster that we all know is Master Chief. <laughs> um, yes, so there's the sleeping princess who um, leaves the players nice messages and helps them learn more about what Melissa is up to. And there is the pious flea, who is some kind of uh, program or process that has piggybacked on Melissa and eventually convinces Melissa to kill the spider and get rid of it. Along the way, Melissa is trying to set up uh, and reestablish what she calls axions? Axons? 
Uh, Axons, I I think I keep adding an I, but it's not there. (laughs) Um, Trying to reestablish Axons into uh, the world. And the way that she is trying to to reestablish those is by calling payphones. Um, So players are working together to go and visit these uh, payphones as they're being called. Uh, They answer the phone. They give um, usually a call sign that they decoded as well as a... um, they answer a question like, what ship are you uh, assigned to? Or things like that. You know, what ship are you assigned to? They say, I'm with the Apocalypso. What's the name of the AI? You say, that's Melissa. Or you say, like, her title. I don't remember off the top of my head what that was. Um, things like that. So you're answering, like, in-universe questions in order to get the trust of this AI and to, quote-unquote, activate um, these accents out in the world. Um, as characters are, As players are doing that... They are receiving audio files of um, a couple of different characters that appear to be on either an alternate Earth in the present day or a future version of our Earth. It's a little unclear. Maybe both. Um, But these audio files are about a couple of different characters. Uh, One is a man who is a, um, a, a computer hacking guy who went out on a date with a girl and... Um, hacked her ex's phone to reveal that he'd been cheating and stuff like that um another is a girl who uh is apparently very tough and uh gets kind of in some misadventures but she can thwart lie detector tests and people are taking advantage of that fact um then there's a third person who smuggles people from earth to space or am i getting him mixed Um... up with someone else so the third guy is Kamal, who is a hacker who gets enlisted to help um, this kind of shady guy who smuggles people, I believe, from other planets onto whatever planet these audio logs are taking place on. We think Earth. I hmm. think it's Earth. The the uh, the other one, the third the third person I'm trying to think of. They um they're a person that found a computer they they found a rogue ai and they're oh, yes. trying to learn about this ai themselves those are yeah. the three characters that we know of right now um things that i've seen about this game indicate that we're about to meet more but that's where we that's where we kind of left off as people are activating these accents they're learning these stories about these characters um and we're diving in deeper um i don't know if people saw i should have made a bigger deal about it when we talked about it last week but i did put a link to all of the accents in um, the show notes. We had a couple of really cool people in our community reach out and um, give us access to some recordings that they had or some websites that had those recordings on them. Um, so big shout out to them for reaching out and giving us that as we were uh, putting the episode together. Um, it was very cool to actually listen to some of the um, audio logs that are being talked about in the game and if you're interested in hearing them um, I couldn't really pick a couple that like would make sense to put in quite yet but they are all in um, the show notes they'll be in the last episode as well as in this episode uh, and there are a lot of them I want to say like three to five hours three yeah. to five hours worth of uh, audio files mm-hmm. uh, there is a lot going on yes um, it was also brought to my attention that the original I Love Bees website is mirrored at ilovebees.co. Um, cool. And that also has all of the audio logs archived. If you go onto that site and you hit the link that says mission log, uh, that will bring you 
to a page that has every single audio log divided into chapters, which is just like the axons they were received from, basically. Hell yeah. I will definitely include a link to that in the show note as well. Yeah. Um, and oh, I was going to say a couple things. Oh, so, so yes. So the, we know that the audio logs take place in the Halo universe vaguely, but we don't quite know how or why or whatever. Uh, there's also a second set of audio logs that are, um, military officers in the Halo universe talking about the crash of the Apocalypso, which was the ship that Melissa was the AI of. Um, so yeah, so there are, uh, a different set of audio logs talking about the crash of the Apocalypso, and we know that they are in the Halo universe because they talk about the Covenant, um... Okay. And I the think Covenant that... is the name of the alien force I couldn't remember the name of when we were talking about uh, describing the plot of uh, Halo. Yeah. So I apologize um, for that, Halo fans. And we know that the Apocalypso detected some kind of Covenant artifact um, and brought it onto the ship. And then shortly after, uh, there was some kind of anomaly with the computer system and it um and it crashed hmm and that that is the last thing that we covered um on the last episode i believe okay and that melissa was the ai on the crashed ship in the same way that cortana is the ai that helps master chief yes yeah um and there were a couple of other things oh so melissa is doing the axons because she's trying to contact her former crew uh she thinks that once all of the axons are lit up uh she will be able to get in touch with them but we know from the audio logs that the former captain of the apocalypso is dead and was in some kind of mysterious accident right he was in like a bus accident or something yeah she was uh she was apparently hit by a bus yeah which is never shady no never we also got some audio logs about someone who might be a new recruit for the Spartan program, but we didn't have any follow-up to that yet. Okay. Um, and the Sleeping Princess is also writing, uh, is answering player questions about herself and the other AIs um, and intercepting some of the axons to give to the players and also writing a story about a little girl who uh, joins the circus and then runs away from the circus. Hmm. There's just a lot going on in this ARG. There's a lot going on here. Okay. Okay. So we are, we finished uh, week eight and we are on to week nine and we're going to go through week 16. Oh yeah. So, Melissa updates uh, the website. She's been updating it to show what axons are live, how many are live, um, and how many they need to get each audio file, um, which can be between two and seven axons. Um, And they are shooting for the 777 mark. um, And this week, they think that they will be able to hit that kind of quota. Um, 
And as with the other axons, you have to answer a question before you can get the audio file. Uh, the one for this week is, what is our captain's last name? Uh, which they <laughs> which they know from the um, Apocalypso files that they've been getting from the princess, uh, which is green. Okay. Um, the sleeping princess hides a little message on the index page by changing some of the letters in the big pop-up. Um to green instead of white. Okay. Uh, green is the Sleeping Princess's like signature font color. Well, maybe um, she's Master Chief. Oh, maybe. maybe. Um, that link that spells out, I found something for you. Uh, and that links to the page that has all of the Axon um, audio files arranged into chapters but obviously only chapters one and two are there right now because they don't have all of the audio files. Okay. Um, but uh, the Silent Princess has been giving riddles to the, um, to the players, but she doesn't do that this week. Hmm. Um, I was looking forward to not solving it. <laughs> and they're like, huh, that's weird. Um, and they notice that one of the GIFs in the background of the website has turned a different color. And they're like, well, we know that there's been stuff hidden in pictures. Let's check it out. Uh, they find that there's new text hidden in all of the pictures of the website. And they put it together and get, the queen was worried about one of her messages not getting through. She is suspicious of you. She went along one of the secret roads to see what was wrong. As soon as I saw her go, I ran up to the tower where I found some new stuff that she was holding back in case her security was compromised. I've left you clues about where to find it if you're clever. Okay, so they find this new story from um, from the princess and she tells them that she got new stuff from the queen. What did she get? So they find um, the photo that has the instructions where she's like, hey, I got this new stuff. And they're like, oh, it must the clues must be in the rest of these new edited photos. So okay. they figure out that each little like riddle puzzle is split up across two photos. Um, and each one leads them to a segment of a new audio file because they've been getting them in segments just because of like... I guess upload restrictions and other stuff. Um, sure. W- as far as the audio files are concerned. Um, okay. So the first uh, little puzzle they get is one one sounds like mom, one three sounds like fairy, one two sounds like kiss, two points at feet. <laughs> I have no idea. So they figure out that it's basically kind of like charades. Um, so it's broken up into syllables. So one one sounds like mom is first word, first syllable. Sounds like okay. mom. Um, first word, second syllable. Sounds like kiss. First word, first word, third syllable. Sounds like fairy. Two points at feet, which is like charades. You would point at your feet. Uh so they do that and they get commissary shoes. Okay. Um, okay. 
Yeah. The second one I don't completely understand, but it's a phrase that you put into a word processor in a specific font and then you have to adjust the margins until the uh the first column turns into like an acrostic huh okay so like the, it starts with core 10 which is courier new 10 okay and then they they um you stick it into word and you kind of adjust it until the first column reads formal wear. Okay. Um, and then the next puzzle they get is every call starts with the queen. She is the point of origin. Um, and they get a list of kind of numbers and letters. Uh, the first one is one o'clock P N two E one E one point zero zero. Uh, they realize that the uh, the every call hint is that means that it's based on a touchtone phone. Okay. Um, and you and that the origin is the operator, so you start at zero for every line of instructions. Okay. Then you move north the amount of time it tells you, and east the amount of time it tells you, and then okay. you find the number. Gotcha. Um, and that comes out to my landlady. Okay. Uh, the next one. Shoes, my landlady. What was the one from the the font marginal thing? For, uh, formal wear. Formal wear. Okay. Um, and I think the titles of the audio files just like refer to stuff that is said in the audio files. Gotcha. Um. The next one is an embedded GIF with 13 books in it uh, with the caption, Some stories where the girls fix things. Their names tell you part of what they are hoping for. So it's books like A Wrinkle in Time, The Westing Game, Because of Winn-Dixie, Bridge to Terabithia. And it's all like YA novels with girl protagonists. Okay. Um. Apparently, it was a GIF inserted inside of another JPEG. Huh. Um, so they had to extract the GIF from the JPEG. Um, and if you take the first letter from each protagonist's name and you put them in order, it spells domestic bliss. Okay. Yeah. Um, Seems a little... and then the next one was just a hidden magazine or an undercover breakfast cereal which is just a straight up riddle yeah I'm thinking a a hidden breakfast cereal or what a hidden magazine or an undercover breakfast cereal um I don't know. A Secret Life. Secret Life. Okay. Uh, is the next one life was... a cereal? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Um, and the next one was, a bee and a bell both enjoy this. A mailman and a midwife both worry about that. Can you repeat that one more time? A bee and a bell both enjoy this. A ma- a mailman and a midwife both worry about that. I should specify bell is B-E-L-L-E and not like a church bell. Okay. Um... Something in a husband? Flower delivery. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not good at these riddles, Martin. Normally I'm okay, but for some reason, Halo riddles just do not work on me. Wait, I'm sorry. You heard a mailman and a midwife both worry about this and you went to husband? I Okay, I was thinking a... I was thinking a milkman and a midwife, oh, and I was okay. thinking it was like a dirty joke. <laughs> I'm not good at these, Marn. Let's move on. So the next one is just ROT1 um, for desktop model. Okay. Uh, I like that one. And Easy, the... simple, quick. And then uh, the next one is just find the, the missing word. So they get fa-la and median mode. Fa, la, median, mode. So that's range. Yeah. Uh, do range? Ray range? It's actually so mean. <laughs> oh, so mean. Right. Mean. Mean, median. Okay. I got you. Um, And the next one is a blackjack puzzle. Um, okay. Which is uh, with the caption, I do this frowny faced when I bust at blackjack. Um, <laughs> so they had to look at the hands. It's it's just a list of like hands of blackjack, uh, throw out all of the totals over 21 and then map mm-hmm. all of the leftover numbers to the alphabet. Okay. And by that they get guess not. Guess not. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, the, are, these are all leading to the titles of MP3s for the Axons, is that right? Yeah, so they basically they get these and then they put in the name dot .wav into the I Love Bees website and they get the audio file. Okay, cool. Uh, the next one is a picture puzzle. Um... It is an embedded GIF that has black and red numbered segments. Um, And you take a numbered list and you have to replace the red lines in it. I wish I could see this GIF so that I could like understand what was going on. Sure, I get it. Doesn't seem to exist anywhere. Um... And then once you connect all of them, it spells out a word, I guess. And it spells out relocate. Okay. Uh, the next one is just a puzzle where they have to know that Holsteins and Ayrshires are types of cows. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. I would not uh, have gotten they, that one either. And they get cow even as their next one (laughs) um and the next one is a 
riddle story um about um that really just requires you to be able to know Latin uh because oh, all of the because <laughs> all the characters are named after um the right hand, the left hand, middle, first, and uh, like okay. small finger. Um and it's basically the riddle is telling you where to put those on the keyboard to type and it's mm-hmm. um and you get knockout gas. Cool. Uh, and in all of these audio files, uh, they meet the girl discussed as a candidate for the Spartan program, whose name is Ronnie. Um, okay. and, and she gets recruited to be a spy. Cool. And she kind of brushes them off. Um, and then she goes and tries to start a business with her friend uh and then the business does not go the way that she expects it to be uh so she (laughs) kind of comes crawling back to intelligence and is like i guess i'll be a spy (laughs) i guess i guess if you insist i guess i'll go do spy work (laughs) yeah And then I think they get more audio files. Yeah, they do. Um, they do more axons uh, with the, the payphones. They answer the payphones. Um, and they get more of the other people of the story. Uh, they learn that Kamal had a sister uh, who died when she was six. Uh, of a metabolic cascade failure. Um, Ooh. And metabolic the... cascade failure does not... I don't know what it means, but I really don't want any doctor telling me that I've experienced it. Yeah. Um, in Halo, it's apparently a medical condition suffered by flash-cloned humans. Okay. It is a series of neurological diseases that occur in short short succession, typically rendering the human dead within the span of a year. Huh. Okay. That sounds super so it's, gross. Yeah. So it's basically you're a clone and your body breaks down. Gotcha. Um, for that reason, the current theory among the players becomes that Kamal's sister Yasmin uh, was taken uh, because he he says that she thought that she saw people kind of like creeping around their house uh, and replaced with a clone that broke down. Hmm. Um, and meanwhile, Jersey, who uh, owns that, well, he doesn't really own, is kind of like reluctant roommates with that AI Durga uh, that he has come into contact with. Um, tries to stop Durga from destroying a tax auditor (laughs) 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 because because Durga's like it's not fair that you have to pay taxes and Jersey's like first of all don't read my mail second of all if I don't pay taxes I'll go to jail and Durga's like how about I make the IRS owe you money instead (laughs) (laughs) incredible 
I actually highly recommend listening to this because it's very funny. It's just like... <laughs> It's just like a guy arguing with an AI about why why he has to pay taxes. <laughs> Send me and a then, link to that one. I'll include it. And then Durga's like, I could just kill the IRS auditor. And Jersey's like, no. <laughs> why is that your next solution? Ugh. <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, and, and it's implied that, like, Durga has been reading Jersey's mail. Well, not implied so much as directly stated that Durga has been reading Jersey's mail and, like, analyzing his eating habits. Because um, <laughs> the beginning of the audio log is Durga, he, like, walks in the door and, like, Durga has microwaved him some food. And Jersey's like, oh, this is exactly what I was thinking I would have for dinner tonight. And Durga's like, yeah, I've been analyzing your food buying habits over the last seven months. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jersey makes Durga promise uh, that she will not bankrupt the government or kill the IRS auditor. Good. Good. Uh, but then she's like, I'll take care of it. And Jersey's like, how are you going to take care of it? And Durga's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they get a Janissary log. Jan, Jan is the... Um, the teen girl who's got like cool superpowers and can beat lie tests uh she goes to a moons parlor which is like a casino i guess from context clues um i i think it's like oh no it's like um moons is like uh billiards basically okay because cool. I, I I remember reading this and trying to figure out what it was, but um, it's definitely just a different name for billiards. Um, <laughs> We're playing space pool. Um, and she beats a bunch of like shady guys at at space pool. Oh yeah, because she's very good at it. Because she's got cool superpowers. Um. <laughs> The Kamal um, log that comes with this is also very good. Um, these are these are this is a very good set of audio logs. I recommend people go and listen to them. Uh, cool. The Kamal one is that he um, invites uh, Sophia over for dinner, who is the girlfriend of the shady guy that he is working for. Right. Um, okay who he went out on a date with at one point because she, cause uh, Aiden, her boyfriend was like cheating on her. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, well, we just have a complicated relationship. It is what it is. Um, so Sophia is coming over and Kamal's like, I'm going to cook dinner for her. And <laughs> because this is like sci-fi future, um, we know that like, I think dairy and like real meat are, rare so he gets like a real chicken and both him and both him and his roommate are like we don't know how to cook a chicken (laughs) 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 Um, so so he like looks online and he and his roommate is like is it supposed to look the way that it does 
And he's like, oh, well, the internet said to cut it up into eight pieces. And his is like, yeah, you just, like, cut it into eight random pieces. <laughs> you just, Lord. like, cut eight pieces off of your chicken. Um, and he marinates it in, like, butter-flavored popcorn oil because he's like, God. we don't have Ugh. real butter. <laughs> God. Oh. Oh, and he makes That's it in the microwave because they don't because they don't have a stove. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a shitty future, man. Yeah. So him and Sophia end up going out for pizza. Is the end of that? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, it's good. Y'all should listen to it. And then they get a new blog post from Dana who uh is in who is going to tokyo okay so she was in china before because she she just kind of said like hey i'm gonna go to uh china and uh you all deal with my issue with the computer bye yeah because her her aunt got her an all asia air pass for doing the website okay so she is going from shanghai to tokyo um she links the secret page where you can listen to all of the audio files um and that's it she just checks in and is like hey i'm going to tokyo okay yeah um don't get beat by robots the princess updates her little q a page um she finishes her story about the little girl. Okay. Um, what questions does he answer? No, maybe none. Um, yeah, she doesn't answer any questions this time. She just like gives a shout out to a couple of ARG players who uh, have been communicating with her. Uh, she finishes her story about the little girl Perdita, um, which does not have a happy ending. Um, it ends in Perdita turns into scrap metal and oh god dies. Oh <laughs> no, no, she doesn't. She doesn't die. She just like turns into a weird scrap metal girl. Okay. Um, and then at the end it says, "I'm sorry. I wanted to make the story come out happy, but it didn't. They don't sometimes. I think I need to go now." Okay. Oh. Um. Did, did we know that they were a robot? The princess. Yeah. Oh no the the story like did we oh. expect that or was that? No, it was. It just like takes a very weird sharp left turn. <laughs> um. And then the princess finds a axon in England and puts it up on the website. Uh, for people to listen to to listen to um and they get more audio files of the halo space marines um talking about world war Two. okay um yeah there's nothing super 
relevant, I guess, in here. It's just like the the same officers they've been listening to, I guess, talking about World War Two. Okay. Um. Yeah. And then they get more audio files. Uh, they get from more axons. They get Jersey's IRS audit. Uh, which is another one that I recommend people listen to. Uh, Durga is very mean to the IRS guy and, um, (laughs) calls the police to Jersey's apartment to, uh, arrest the IRS guy. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, Durga's probably one of the best characters in this Yeah, Durga sounds great. Durga's like taxation is theft calls the police on the IRS (laughs) (laughs) and then it's like well you just told me not to kill him (laughs) so (laughs) I didn't kill him (laughs) taxation is theft take this man to jail how do we pay for jail again I'm I'm, I'm fuzzy on the details (laughs) um and then Janissary does some more, um, see, my problem is that, like, Janissary, Jan doesn't, like, do a lot in her, uh, in her, she does do a lot of different things in her audio log. She just kind of, like, tangles with the underbelly of the city. Sure. Um. Jan does criminal, criminal things. Yeah. Not not um, interesting g- criminal things, just like and then she robbed this person and then she robbed that person. <laughs> um a cute thing about this one is that she it's established that she um she talks like she has actual conversations with the like robot beverage machine in her apartment complex. Okay. And she, like, ships her beverage machine with, like, the candy vending machine. <laughs> like, she sh- ships her ca- Like, hold on. I think I misunderstood what you just said. She, like, writes fan fiction about her vending machine? She, like, talks to her vending machines because she doesn't have any real friends. And she's, like... She talks to, like, the beverage machine is, like, Hey... Would you go out with the with the candy machine? <laughs> and the beverage machine doesn't like have a dialogue with her. It's just like, thank you. Come again. <laughs> See, I on one hand, that is weird. On the other hand, I can't say that if I were in that situation, I wouldn't do the exact same goddamn thing. So I'm gonna hold my judgment. <laughs> um and then she beats up a mugger. Okay. Doing superhero yeah. shit. Yeah, she does it. Uh, and then we get a- another Kamal log where he talks to Aiden. Uh, Aiden buys him a drink at a bar. And he goes to a casino with him and... Helps him find out how these two guys are cheating the casino. Um, and how they're counting cards. And then he kind of, and then he kind of saves them from being, um, 
murdered by the criminal to run the casino. <laughs> okay. Um, because he figures out how they're cheating, basically, and figures out how to circumvent it. And the guy who runs the casino is like, if if they lose all their money, like, we're not going to murder them. Because <laughs> we'll just, like, be getting our investment back, basically. God. <laughs> so he does it. Um, and I think he, he gets he gets some money uh, from it. And there's, like, a... There's kind of, like, a wink-nudge moment where they talk about payphones. And they're like, haha, payphones is all pieces of garbage. <laughs> Who would ever use those? <laughs> so Anyways, now back we... in the real world. So how are the payphones going? <laughs> uh, so the payphones are going good. That's where they're getting these audio files from. Basically, mm-hmm. every time... They answer the phone and, like, do the thing correctly. Um, They get a part of an audio file. And then once they have all of the axons, the audio files get posted on the website. So that's where these are coming from. Yeah. Uh, um, Week 10, they need 30 more axons to hit 777. Damn. Okay. Uh, They get six new kind of blocks that are supposed to have um, coordinates in them, but instead of having a time and a GPS coordinate, they just say seeking. And everyone was like, huh. Huh. Um, so now these, I, I, I want to make sure when it says 30 new axons, does that mean 30 different payphones? Yes. How many people are playing this game? I think some people got their like friends and family to go and do it because at week 10 they get in addition to the six mystery ones they get four 400 more. Okay. Cuz like this um, is it's wild the scope that this is taking place to. Yes, correct. Someone Someone went out to answer payphones in the middle of a hurricane. That's, like, one of the most famous things about this ARG. Dear God. Just, like... They're like, well, I should board up my house and get to safety. But I also need to get to Main Street. Because a robot might call me and tell me a story about a hacker kid. Yeah, on, um... Wild. I I just googled it, um... In, um, yeah, there was a guy who went out in the middle of Hurricane Ivan, uh, around the <laughs> the time the first uh, axons went live, uh, and one guy went out and the, um, the operator literally broke character to say, "Hey, it's a hurricane, leave." <laughs> <laughs> No one was supposed to answer this one, you dingus. Go home. (laughs) (laughs) Wild. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So, they get 400 more axons in addition to the the mystery six. And they only need 30 to hit 777. Okay. So, uh, their question this week is, what's my favorite game? And the answer is hide and seek. Chess 2. 
and then the princess gets them more audio files, uh, which are more riddles. So the the first riddle is the loser is the one stuck with the odd queen. Uh, old maid. Yeah. I'm one for like thirty. Uh, and then there's a weird number puzzle um, that they have to plot into a specific program to get it to spell out a word. Okay. Um, there's a Bible puzzle. Hell yeah. Uh, there's a connect the dots puzzle. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a connect the dots puzzle. It's a connect the dots puzzle, but it's, um, it's a clock face. So each line is like instructions for drawing lines around a clock face from like two to 10, 10 to seven seven to one and then you get letters oh interesting that's really cool yeah um there's one that uses the flowers in the background of a photo uh to become numbers and then you make the numbers into letters uh there's gif there's some gifs of math problems that come out to number letter codes. Okay. Um, and then there is one made up of fragments of magic eight ball answers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then there is a gif uh, of an eight ball that co- goes with it that tells the order in which the f- you have to put the phrases. Um, and then... There are missing letters that spell out uh, the answer. Oh, and there are actually more. There's, like, another riddle. There's a code. There's um, a date puzzle, which is kind of like the date puzzle that the Adult Swim ARG did. Okay. Um, It's, like, pairs of dates, and you have to find the person associated with each pair because it's a birth and death year. Gotcha. And then put them all together. Um, There's one that... There's one that's movie stills. um, And they have to find the DVD chapter that the movie still is from. And then it's the first... Yeah, it's like the first letter of each dvd chapter (laughs) uh and they get more audio files about ronnie uh who is it is confirmed uh that she's on earth uh she is traveling to kentucky my Um, kentucky home we also find out that the audio file that they got earlier about the guy who is looking for his family papers uh, from his family was evacuated from Troy uh, was fake and he was just and he was just looking for Corporal Adams but we don't know why okay Uh, Ronnie's boss says that Troy was never evacuated Uh, Ronnie chooses to believe differently Uh, she tries to find evidence gets shut down Um, and then 
at the rehearsal dinner of the wedding, they find out that Reach has been glassed by the Covenant. So confirming that we are in the Halo universe. Okay. And Reach is the... Obviously, they, they later made Halo Reach, which is about that planet dying, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so we now know that all of these logs are taking place more or less concurrently with the other, like, military audio logs that we've been hearing, and they are all in the Halo universe. Okay. Which I think people kind of guessed at before because... Um, there, cause the, like the ones with Kamal were talking about like people living off planet and like mm-hmm. moving. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes, it makes sense that they'd be talking about <laughs> the Halo universe. Yeah. Uh, but we know that Kentucky exists, still exists in this version of the Halo universe. Well, Kentucky is an off world planet. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's where all the best Spartans come from. Um, and then also in week 10, they hit 777 axons. Hell yeah, um, get it. And then get a message uh, where the axon status bar used to be that says critical threshold achieved. Authorized personnel be ready for axon spike rendezvous. They find out that the seeking axons... Um, they go live, but instead of saying connected, uh, they say the specific names of ARG players. Huh. Um, so it turns out that certain players um, had actual live people on the other end instead of just a recording. Um, and they got asked uh, their name, their rank, and a phone number they could be reached at. And they become the quote-unquote crew that melissa has been trying to reach hmm okay very fun took a turn yeah um and then dana posts a blog that says whoa the operator is making live calls today we hit 777 hot axons and now she's taking she's calling some of the axons live apparently recruiting some new crew members Lots of new transmissions to intercept the axons, too. So, who spoke with the operator? What happened? Um, huh. Yeah. And then a bunch of people started going out to their local axons because they were like, oh, I might get to actually speak with a real person instead yeah. of a robot. Um, and they unlocked... <laughs> they were able to unlock some more audio files um very quickly this time because people were incentivized (laughs) (laughs) and it turns out to be a lot about uh reach having fallen um jersey uh jersey's dad is in the military and he's like he asks durga to find out if his dad was on reach um he it turns out that he wasn't um he asks durga to get his dad like reassigned to earth uh durga's like i can't because he's a soldier and he has to do his job like i can't just like reassign him and (laughs) jersey's like whoa wait a second (laughs) (laughs) uh 
recognize that taxes are bad, but be like, oh, but the military is all right. Yeah, ex- yeah. <sighs> it is implied that Durga has been listening in on Ronnie, uh, and or not, yeah, not implied. It's directly said that Durga has been listening in on Ronnie's chatterbox, which are like their smartphones, their communicators, um, and sharing those audio files with Jersey, just like. Durga has been listening in to Kamal's stuff as well, and to Jan's. Uh, Jersey's like, I don't even know who this Ronnie person is or, like, why we care about her. (laughs) 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 Who is she? (laughs) Um, Durga talks about how AIs are, uh, they come from human brain scans. Uh, Apparently when someone who they, who like scientists think is a good candidate dies, they s- scan their brain and they make them into an AI. <laughs> so the thing about the Spartan program, I don't think I'm making, there's a chance I'm getting my video game um, mythologies mixed up. And if I am, I'm very sorry. Please don't tweet me. Um, but I think that like one of the defining characteristics of Spartans in the Halo universe is that like the quote is Spartans never die. They're just missing in action. Mm. So the, like the idea being that like a Spartan is eternal. A Spartan lives on like Master Chief never dies at the, the most, even at like you could watch him get shit, eight, get, get shot 8,000 times. Please don't watch him get shit. You could watch him get shot 8,000 times and be like, yep, Master Chief is missing in action. Spartans don't die. So adding in the idea that when they do have someone that could have been a Spartan that does die, they then immortalize them as an AI is a wild bit of like addition to that Halo lore. Yeah. Well, this is this isn't even Spartans. This is just literally if anyone dies and they think that they're smart enough to be immortalized as an AI, they just do that. Oh, I I I misunderstood what you were saying. I thought that it was only these specific people. This is just like we no, had a dead one. Anyone. They had an IQ of 120. We should probably feed him into the computer tube. Correct. Wild. Um and Dirk is like, "Yeah, I'm a copy of a real person." But, like, just the personality. I don't have her memories. Also, I don't care. And Jersey's like, that's fucked up, dude. (laughs) Wild. Jersey's like, hey, uh, I don't know if you're a good AI because, um, (laughs) because you don't care about my dad and, um, you you care about like the bigger picture more than you care about like actual human beings <laughs> um, <laughs> but then he's like i guess i should also care about the bigger picture but also i don't like that you are willing to let my dad die and is like upset about it yeah um and then Jan goes on an adventure with her dad, James James. Oh, it's uh, dad week. It's dad week in Halo. Did you say his name was James James? His name is James James. Okay. Um, 
and they go to meet some of his military friends um because her dad was a marine okay uh her dad was a spartan actually okay well luckily her Um, dad will never die yeah you know yeah um but they were like proto spartans they were like the 1.0 spartans the hoplites and he's like yeah and he's like yeah the the ones that they have now are like I don't know about those guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently everyone in his unit was a volunteer. Um, and they just like volunteered for this wacky new space program. <laughs> gotcha. And then like round two are people that quote unquote volunteered. Yeah. Gotcha. Um... And it he admits that Jan got some of the, like, injections to make her like a Spartan when she was a baby. Um, so that is why she has superhuman abilities. Huh. So, like, basically her dad is Master Chief. Is, yeah. Is what this is saying to me. <laughs> And Jan is like, well, that's weird, and I don't like that you had me injected with, like, this space potion as a baby. (laughs) The super soldier serum. He's like, well, if I knew that you were going to turn out okay anyway, I would have skipped it. But, like, you don't know with babies. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. Sometimes it come out a little, uh, little, uh, little fucked up. <laughs> um, and Jan is like, "Well, it's fucked up that I like know how to kill a man twenty different ways now." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they meet up with one of James James's uh Spartan buddies. Uh, they talk about the Reach. Uh, his Spartan buddy has like bonkers ptsd uh which i guess you would expect (laughs) (sighs) oh and and jan finds out that one of her dad's uh spartan friends from from his unit is uh is her mom okay so good lineage yeah so she's the kid of two 1.0 spartans Okay. Um, and Captain she was America's in- daughter. Yeah, and she was injected with Spartan juice as a kid. Oh yeah, uh, Gatorade. Ka- yeah, uh, the Kamal's sweat <laughs> the sweat potion. Kamal's log is he finishes up his casino job spying on these uh, Stanford students who are counting cards at this casino. Uh, who. Apparently are doing it through some kind of like uvular transplant that they're using to communicate with each other, which is wild. A uvular, like the dangly thing in the back of your throat. Yeah. Huh. Maybe um, it's one of those he... like yeah we can like whisper at each other and you'll pick it up because like the small vibrations in your mouth and 
he kind of ignores how sound works, but I could see like from a sci-fi standpoint how that could be explained. Yeah. Um, and then he pretends to be like the ringleader of the of the card counting uh, operation over the communications, and he gets them to lose all their money, basically. Uh, <laughs> and... All on red. Yeah. And um and the guy who owns the casino is like, You're gonna get thirty percent of this take, kid. Okay. Yeah. Um and then Kamal goes to the casino and plays some games and has a nice time. Yeah, good night gambling away blood money. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, I guess you know. it's not blood money because it's explicitly money that you got for not getting people killed, but it's close <laughs> enough. Yes, and then they get a couple. They get a new list of axons with the message: confidence threshold achieved. Authorized personnel may preview transmission schedule commencing nine twenty eight. Uh, okay. The current date is i have to scroll all the way up to the top september 21st so basically a week they have a week until um the they can preview the transmission schedule um they get some more axons um but they start getting them at the number the crew members start getting them at the number they gave to Melissa so they basically get called like on their home phone instead of having to go out and wait at a payphone. Oh cool. Yeah. Uh That's and good. then don't send anyone out into hurricanes again. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, we haven't heard from the princess in a while." Um and they go to the 404 page where the princess usually hangs out. And they get instead a message that says, sometimes a mistake is the last thing you make. (laughs) And it is a message. It's a message from Melissa that says, this zone is once more completely under my control for his service in allowing me to name track and lock up the rogue process, which had been sabotaging this area. I must express my deep gratitude to crew member, Lieutenant Weepin, who is a ARG player without him. This dangerous and criminal process would still be free. This is another example of the kind of work only possible with the aid of a committed and resourceful crew. (laughs) Good work weeping <laughs> so is there have we gotten any indication as to why we're receiving all of these um like getting the stories um not particularly we know that there are audio logs that durga is picking up and durga is a fellow ai that is like stranded mm-hmm so okay but we don't we don't necessarily know why melissa would be broadcasting those no. Okay. Um, and they get some audio files of actual of Melissa having actual conversations uh, with the crew members. Uh, there is a audio log of Weepin giving up the sleeping princess. Okay. Uh, there are just a couple uh, audio logs of her just of some ARG players just like shooting the shit. Uh. One of them, 
a couple of them, she's like, I need you to prove that you're a real person and not like a recording. So some people like tell her a story. Some people sing her a song. Um, <laughs> someone whistles to her and someone tells her a joke. Marn, if, if, if you're talking to someone that says, hey, I need you to prove that you're a person and not a recording. What do you do? I don't know. I feel like telling a joke is a pretty good one. What's your joke? Uh, how Marn, does Moses Marn, make... prove to me that I've been recording with a human being for the past hour and 50 minutes. Prove to me that you're not a, a recording that was pre-made for this podcast. Okay. How does Moses make his coffee? How does Moses make his coffee? He brews it. <laughs> you got me. All right. All right, but now prove to me that you're not an AI. Uh, what jokes do I know? What jokes do I know? Oh, uh, so a guy, um, uh, a guy walks into a bar, and uh, there he sees a, uh, he sees a, uh, um, shit. How's this joke go? <laughs> I'm leaving all this in. So a uh, guy walks into the bar, and he sees that uh, stapled to the ceiling are a bunch of strings. And on the ends of each of those strings are uh, big cuts of meat, um, just like big slabs of beef that are just hanging there. Um, and he looks up and looks around, and it's gross, but, uh, you know, a bunch of red meat hanging from the ceiling. And, uh, you know, he turns to the bartender. He says, what, uh, what is all this? What's going on here? And the bartender says, uh, well, you know what? It's a, it's a new promotion of ours. Um, basically, uh, so you know our old dartboard? And he goes, yeah. He goes, well, our dartboard hasn't been getting as much use as it uh, used to be lately. So our new thing is that uh, if you can uh, take that dartboard, you take one of the darts down, if you can throw one of those darts and cut the string on one of these uh, one of these slabs of meat uh, and then catch it, um, we'll cook it up for you for free, just the way that you like it cooked, uh, for free. No charge to you. you you've earned it. Um and he goes, all I have to do is uh, I just got to pierce the string, right? He goes, yep, just pierce the string, cut it down. It's yours It's yours for free. The guy goes, all right, well, I know you. I know your chefs. You guys make a good, uh, you guys cook a good beef. So, uh, you know, that's a, that's a good deal. I know that for sure. And uh, the guy wanders around trying to find a good cut. He walks around with a dark board and uh, looks around. And he goes, eventually, uh, he says, you know what, Jan- you know what, uh, you know what, Barry? I, uh... I don't think I can do it. And the guy says, uh, really? You don't think so? Why not? And he goes, well, the pressure's getting to me. The, uh, the stakes are just too high. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my joke. It takes three times as long as it needs to, and the punchline's not even that good. <laughs> Have you ever told a joke and someone just leaves the Discord call instantly? <laughs> That's the end of the Argonauts podcast. <laughs> we quit two hours into our I Love Bees episode because Andy <laughs> tells the world's worst joke. Um, someone actually tells her a joke about bees. They tell Melissa a joke about bees. A joke about bees. Um, I have no idea. What says what says zub zub zub? 
Is it a bee flying backwards? It is! <laughs> uh, and so they unlock more axons and they get more of the... Yeah, back at the plot. Uh, yeah, back at the, the plot and less of the bad jokes. Um, they get more of the military logs. Uh, they find out that... Um, the officer's name is Herzog, and the lieutenant's name is Standish. I think I'm right about that. Um, and they talk some more about uh, Reach has fallen. They talk about the captain who, um, it turns out, was not hit by a bus, but her car malfunctioned. Um, they talk about the mysterious covenant device, um, and, oh no, I think Herzog is the lieutenant. He's talking to a commanding officer. Okay. Uh, they talk about the covenant device and Standish, uh, who's the commanding officer is like, well, if there was a device, just hypothetically, it would be pretty dangerous. And, uh... (laughs) Maybe someone put it where it could be not so dangerous, and Herzog is like, "Yeah, but you guys are gonna like use it as a weapon, right? Like that seems like what you're gonna want to do." Uh, and Standish is like, "Well, I just want to win this war, and uh, if you have concerns about the way that I run my department, you should take it up with the admiral." <laughs> um. And they talk about um, code breakers at Troy and Harmony, um, and that there was some kind of security breach, I think, that led to Troy and maybe Harmony falling. Um, These are both planets, right? Yes, uh, we know that Troy was taken by um, the Covenant, and I think mm-hmm. we might also know that Harmony was taken by the Covenant. Okay. Um, yep. And we find out that Herzog uh, is getting kind of is kind of has contacts within departments and is getting leaks from them about what's kind of going on. The players also get an email containing uh, the princess's last conversation with the pious flea. Um, And they're like, huh, that's weird um, because the princess is gone and Melissa probably don't want it, wouldn't want us to know this. So that's probably means it's the flea emailing us. But Hmm. why? (laughs) Yeah, flea doesn't email us very often. Flea has never Flea has not really interacted with anyone except Melissa and the princess. Yeah. Um, because the flea to Melissa is pretending to be the new spider, um, and is kind of giving Melissa bad advice, um, and also talks to the princess sometimes, but just kind of like bugs her. Um, okay. And then, uh, so the flea turns up on the princess's page, um. 
and brings Melissa and the princess says, tell her not to look, make her not see me, you dumb bug, please, I'm begging you, I'm begging you. Uh, Melissa says, I believe that shockingly excessive force is the best deterrent. Uh, Mm. The princess says, keep looking for me. Tell them they can talk to me whenever she falls apart. Tell them to call my name. Tell them it's the only, no, not back there, not back there. I'm never going back. And Melissa says, sometimes a mistake is the last thing you make. Okay. Um, So we got to figure out the princess's name. Yeah. Um, whenever Melissa falls apart, yeah. uh, which they, they think to mean whenever Melissa starts doing the thing where she just like repeats, I love bees over and over again. <laughs> As she does. Uh, they get more axons. Um, they have a new, uh, web page that Melissa has posted on. Uh, it says, which is her situation analysis that she had before, but she um, she updates it with some more assertions or assertions. Uh, she says, under assertions, I have a fragile connection to a process called Durga in the future. I hear voices mm-hmm. in my head as a result of monitoring initiated by Durga. Um, conjecture. The voices are related to the truth. Durga does not understand the nature of the truth. Durga must not interfere with the consummation of the truth. Action. I have been suppressing certain voices from the awareness of Durga. With the help of my loyal crew, I have hunted down and encrypted the rogue process with a code sequence. It will stay there forever. And slowly, they try to figure out how to save the princess. Um... So it can only be done over a live call with Melissa. Okay. Um, once you convince her that you are a real person, uh, you can make her break down by mentioning death, being alone, being hurt, or being frightened. Uh, Melissa will start saying, I love bees over and over again. And then if you say sleeping princess, uh, you get rewarded by getting to talk to the princess. Okay. Um, and the princess is trapped. <laughs> the princess is trapped in a version of her story about the little girl who turns into metal. Um, okay. She says, uh, she talks about her surroundings. She says that she sees balloons. Uh, you can tell her to follow the balloons, and there, and she eventually comes to three paths. It basically becomes a choose your own adventure game. That's all really cool. Um, yeah. Um, so sh- you get three paths, uh, holy truths, faithful apostles, and deadly sins. Uh, apparently if you choose the wrong path, she screams, which is terrifying. And then Ugh. Melissa comes back on the line. Um, I, my biggest irrational fear is that, do you get robocalls like I do, like multiple times a day and they leave like a oh, six yeah. second voicemail? Yes. My irrational fear is that I'm going to open one of those voicemails and it's just going to be screaming on the other end. Yeah, I, that's, I, I understand. I just like, if I see them, I think like it's going to be blank, but what if instead it's just the scariest thing I can imagine? Yeah. So yeah, I would not want to be on this phone call is what I'm really getting at. Sorry to interrupt you with my, 
Hi, it's time for Irrational Fears with Andrew, the uh, this portion of a podcast where I deep dive into something really weird about myself. Uh, go ahead. So we're doing a choose your own adventure game. What if a fucked up robot screamed at you? <laughs> yeah, what if a fucked up robot screamed at you? Um, so yeah, so choose your own adventure. Uh, they guide her through like a, a series of pathways. Um, and then... Once she goes down all of the correct ones, she finds her quote-unquote parents and goes to join them. Uh, Melissa comes back on the line and says, Warning, warning, core module hemorrhage, security failure, the system has been breached. Um, And then on the 404 page, Melissa puts up a thing that says, Security breach, rogue process wild. Huh. So the princess is free. Yeah. Is this a good thing? We're not sure. <laughs> uh, the the ARG players certainly seem to think that it is because okay. the princess has been pretty nice to them so far. Yeah. Um. The princess updates uh one of her pages she says the queen took me and pushed me back down into the dungeon and locked the lock on the glass coffin with me trapped inside again she put me to sleep and as i slept i dreamed it was a terrible dream and i don't want to talk about it but i am so grateful to those of you who helped me escape from the first time i woke up i noticed the glass coffin was chipped and cracked i was hoping it was broken beyond repair but the queen put a lock on it um and then she goes on to say that she's going to look for more secret transmissions, uh, but she's going to be careful now about what she risks and who she trusts. Uh, but to thank everyone, she writes a quote-unquote proper ending for her little fairy tale, uh, which is a happier ending. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. What? Uh, when are we in the scheme of the game right now, Marn? Uh, we are in week 11 of 16. Okay. Uh, and then the princess logs a conversation with the flea who um, she gets very mad at him um, and makes the flea basically promise or the flea offers to hide the princess from Melissa and they kind of make a deal um, that the flea is going to hide the princess uh, from Melissa. Gotcha. Cool. So Master Chief's on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then they get more audio logs um, from the axons from the payphones um they meet jersey's mom um okay. who they find out through durga is having an affair Uh-oh. uh while his dad is off planet doing uh military stuff okay um they get a jan log where These these logs have summaries, but they're, like, never extremely clear about what Jan does because she, like, doesn't do a lot. <laughs> Jan does crime things. Next log. 
Yeah. Um, oh, they you find out that her family um, has moved around a lot. Um, her and her dad have moved around a lot because, um, like, people from the government have been spying on her since she was a little kid. Okay. Um... And they meet a couple more ex-Spartans. And then they get a Kamal log. Um, Kamal talks to his parents who know Sophia's parents. Um, and they find out that her dad left uh, the planet that they're on uh, with another woman. And that her mom is there on that planet by herself. Um, and Sophia goes or Aiden comes over and Sophia's like upset and she's like hey please help my mom leave um I'm afraid that the (laughs) covenant is gonna destroy this planet and my mom is still gonna be there (laughs) okay yeah that makes sense yeah that checks out um Dana posts a new blog post uh, it says, you rescued the sleeping princess. Mission accomplished. Is there anything you guys can't do besides fix my aunt's website? I mean, just kidding. <laughs> Fucking roasted. <laughs> uh, they also find out that um, Dana's, one of Dana's, or Dana's, eight, all of Dana's ATM cards uh have no longer been working and they think that the players think that Melissa is behind it. Okay. That happened to me when I went abroad. Um, I, every time I tried to use a card, it would just fail on me. So don't listen to fifth third when they tell you that you can use your card abroad. That's uh, something I learned the hard way over the span of four months. Um, And then Dana's like, I know some of you are helping Melissa and that you helped her trap the princess, uh, but that's okay and I understand and um, we're doing the best that we can out here. (laughs) We're all making choices. We're all making decisions. I get it. (laughs) Melissa updates. Okay, Melissa updates the 404 page. And she thanks one of her other crew members for helping her track down Dana. Um, And she writes, The rogue process, sometimes known as the Sleeping Princess, is once again wild. Science suggests treason on the part of a member or members of my crew, possibly aided and abetted by the killer, Uh who is is Dana. Any potential... Any potential traders should be aware I now have full access to the killer's key communication channels. Hmm. A soldier a soldier is more than a list of medals or demerits. A soldier is a comrade, an asset, a resource, a friend. While many of my crew demonstrated their loyalty and resourcefulness, some were more disappointing. <laughs> um... And then they get more phone logs uh, of Melissa talking to um, some of the officers who she makes uh, sing some more songs for her. I wonder if these logs still exist. There's like a, apparently there's a compilation log where 
it was just all people singing songs to Melissa. It sounds very cute. <laughs> that sounds really fun. Yeah. Um. And then she discharges someone for drunk and disorderly conduct. <laughs> Your singing was that bad. Um. <laughs> yeah. And then the princess gives them some more puzzles uh, for more Ronnie sound files. Let me take a look at some of these puzzles. They get a gif of a detective story. Huh. Um, and they have to edit uh, the princess's detective story to uh, to get some to get some clues. Okay. Because the princess is like, I want to imagine that I'm a femme fatale. Um, <laughs> so some some of the words in the story are like too modern for like it to be a noir story so they have to replace them with um like old-timey words and then they take all of those old-timey words and they uh and they put them in order and they get like the first letter of each word is is whatever so like the first one is like, I walked into the back room and nearly tripped over a corpse. And they were like, oh, a corpse should be like a stiff. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. It says needler. Um, uh, let's make that Tommy gun. <laughs> and then um, they get more puzzles. They get some, they get a lot of gift puzzles this time, I guess. Um, and they get some that are just like, here's the name of the file, put it together. <laughs> Which I understand. It's hard to come up with like 12 individual puzzles every time. Um, they get pig pen cipher. They get um, a, uh, you know, like a paper fortune teller? Uh, yeah. They get a uh, one where they have to put a bunch of words into the fortune teller. Okay. Like, they have to print it out and do it. Uh, and then they get some more Ronnie files. Um, she is... Uh, she has been investigating the uh, the stuff in the Herzog logs of uh, Herzog, who's the, the officer, and talking to his superior officer um and uh but she is hitting dead ends um huh she's like i'm gonna try talking to the ai at the boston public library um oh we also get confirmation that herzog who's the the officer is the same guy who was pretending to be an evacuee from Troy and that he was doing that to get more information on what was going on on Troy, basically. Hmm. So we find out the connection between those logs. Cool. Um, and, uh, someone falls off her roof. Just falls off? 
Yeah, just like a guy falls off her roof while she's on the phone with her friend, like talking about all of this, uh, and she has to call, she has to call him an ambulance. Wild. Yeah. He dies, but she finds out that there's blood on the wrong side of his face from like where he hit the ground. So she thinks that, like, someone attacked him, maybe, and made him fall. Okay, yeah, he was dead before he hit the ground. Yeah. Huh. Uh, they get another conversation between the princess and the flea. Um, the princess is like, hey, I saw you, um... At the signal tower where I send messages to my friends. What were you doing there? And the flea says, Seeker revealed truth. Um, and the princess kind of uses the flea as a sounding board and is like, um, I realized that Melissa um, has been hiding things from Durga. Um, Melissa has been hiding like the Herzog officer military logs um from durga even though durga is the one recording them only melissa has those um and the princess is like well that's weird that melissa wouldn't want durga to have those logs about something stashed in a military base um and the flea, your whole thing is, like, seek the truth, behold the truth, or reveal the truth. Shouldn't we just, like, tell everyone about this thing that Melissa's trying to hide? Um, it checks out. Because um, they've been getting most of the Herzog logs from the princess herself and not from Melissa. So, like, these are logs that the princess is just straight up stealing. Um and Melissa's like, well, I don't know how to send them to Durga. And the flea basically is like, well, I have the process to do that. Um, and the princess is like, hey, that's awesome. Um, why don't you sub- why don't you send these five files with her talking them to Durga? Um, and the flea does it. Okay, um, it's obviously the right choice because Master Chief's making it. Yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, and then they get more Herzog files and they find out that Stan- Standish, who is the lieutenant, who is Herzog's commanding officer, uh, ordered an assassin to kill Roddy, Lord. who was the guy on her roof. <laughs> okay. Um. He was a black op on the roof of a 22-year-old analyst's apartment. God. Okay. Uh, and her- and Herzog uh, barges into a meeting and is like, hey, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> uh, and Standish is like, you don't have proof. And Herzog is like, bullshit, of course I have proof. He fell off her roof. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the admiral's there and the admiral's like Standish you're dismissed and Standish like gets all pissy about it but Herzog is like 
no, I, I'm, I'm right, and I should say it. <laughs> you can't be like, se- you can't be sending assassins after civilian analysts. <laughs> um. Oh, and we find out that Herzog is a colonel, which I don't think that we knew before, because his his stuff was all just under officer in the transcripts. Okay. Um. Colonel's a pretty high and... uh, ranking. Yeah, maybe he is higher than Standish. I don't know why Standish talks down to him. Wait, hang on. Military ranks. I, I, I'm assuming that Colonel is a pretty high rank in the Spartan program in future Earth. Maybe they don't really give a shit. Maybe that's like, welcome aboard, Colonel. Pretty soon you'll make private if you try hard enough. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, okay, so Standish is technically above Herzog because Standish is some kind of lieutenant and Herzog is a colonel. Okay. So that makes sense to me. Um, it is weird that Herzog is just referred to as officer in the transcripts, but I guess they didn't know his rank until now. Um, <laughs> anyway, weird. Um, and then Standish, like, storms off after Herzog talks to the Admiral and is like, watch your back, Herzog, because I'm not going to let anybody lose this war for me. <laughs> so now it's... So our audio dramas are a rom-com, a crime story, a buddy cop, a... Or not even buddy cop, a buddy AI film, uh, and a military drama. Yeah. All playing out while we're trying to reactivate a uh an AI trying to go live with her spaceship. Yes. And like an investigative drama while Ronnie like looks into the the Troy stuff and the Herzog files. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. And this there's is all in a B a website. Lot happening here. Yeah, all on a B website. Hell yeah. Um do, 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 do. So we are now on week 12. Um, so just before that, the players uh, gather up the names of the new Herzog files uh, to the princess, and they use the code word creepy so that the flea knows that it is from them. Okay. Um, because the flea and the princess say creepy to each other. It's like their inside joke because the princess called the flea creepy. A lot back at the beginning. Right. Um, so they send those. Uh, the flea is going to send them to Durga. Um, so week 12, um, they get a new question for the axons, which is, what must we reveal? And the answer is the truth. The truth. The truth. The truth. Um, they got a weird puzzle between the crew members, which um, they noticed that uh, the first axon had the message Commander Ermac, who is like one of the use, who is one of the players, pending relay code completion. Uh, and then Ermac came back from his call and said Melissa asked him for seven words to describe how he was feeling. Um, and he said, I am feeling very ecstatic and elated. 
Uh, and then he was told that that was the new relay code and he had to give it to the next person to be used within the hour. So every, okay. um, so every person has to generate like a new relay code and then give it to the next person basically. Okay. But they only get some of them completed within the hour, uh, before they expire. Uh... And then they get their audio files, um, <laughs> which the caption on this website is, I never thought I would say this, but today is one day that I wish we didn't get all the audio files unlocked. Technically, we got all but one today, but I honestly wish we had not gotten any of them. The reason for this, they are heartbreaking, awful, disturbing, sad, mean, and gut-wrenching. I mean it. <laughs> you need to be prepared for when you listen to them, since those of us that heard them without knowing were just stunned. Oh, God. Um, I'm very worried. Yeah. So, one is Kamal and Aiden uh, in, I think, Kamal's apartment. Or no, they're in... So it starts in Kamal's apartment, and then they go to a lab. Uh, they talk about flash cloning people. And um, Aiden wants to do a feasibility study into flash cloning. Um, because he wants to flash clone celebrities. Okay. <laughs> and... Kamal is like, this is a bonkers idea. Like, they're gonna die. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter. But, like, hypothetically, what if I did this? And Kamal's like, okay, but also Flash clones don't know how to talk. And Aiden's like, celebrities don't have to talk. They just have to, like, stand there and look nice. Okay. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. Um... And Kamal's like, this is a terrible plan. Uh, and they get lunch together, and then he leaves. Um, and he goes to Sophia's, and he's like, hey, Aiden has been coming to me and telling me all of his, like, extremely insane and felonious, like, get-rich-quick ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and Sophia's like, yeah, you just have to, like look it up and explain to him why it's not possible and then he'll just like figure out something else um so he's the worst then, kind of idea man yeah and then kamal like as he was having this conversation with ada and he's like yeah i was slowly realizing that like the thing that happens to flash clones when they break down is what happened to my sister um oh shit so that's fucked up um, and he's like, if that, like, if the sister who died was a Flash clone, where is my real sister? Huh. Wild. Okay. Uh, and then the Jersey section of the audio logs, uh, starts out with, uh, Jersey being like, Hey, are you still torturing that IRS guy? And, and Dirk is like, I, I, honestly, I forget. 
<laughs> How do you forget? They've just been like give it they've just been like apparently running like an idle process to give him parking tickets God, constantly. That's inc- okay. That's incredible. Yeah. I was thinking it was more um like more active. But that's no. very funny. Yeah. Uh, and Jerg is like, hey, this weird thing has been happening where I'm hearing a man's voice playing inside of me. Not sure how I feel about that. Huh. Um, and Jersey is like, huh, that is weird. Um, and Jerg is like, yeah, that's concerning because like, what if spying on people isn't the only thing I've been doing when I'm in, in, um, in sleep mode? Like, what if I've been doing weird stuff with like the government computer systems um and jersey's like what if you like i found you the day like that that one spaceship crashed what if you were the thing that brought down the spaceship oh Um, shit and they talking about the crash of the apocalypto yeah um and jerk is like well, something is happening to me that, like, is related to that crash, I think, and, like, whatever is happening on this military base, um, and I need you to help me figure out what it is. Um, Wild. And then Jersey's like, well, what about the other people that you're surveilling? Uh, and Turk is like, yeah, I haven't checked on them in a while. Uh, and then Dirk is like, uh-oh, Jan is with a, um, a criminal, and he is torturing her, and he killed her dad. <laughs> Jeez. So that's what happens to Jan in these audio logs. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Um. I do want to pause for a second, because... It's wild to me that this ARG to promote Halo 2 kind of predicted, um, like, piggybacking on other internet-connected devices while they're in a sleeping state in order to use them to hack into other things. Yeah! Because that's something that's happening now with, like smart printers and smart televisions and just random ass smart devices are that people are using them to piggyback to do like ddos attacks on things like i know there was a massive amazon outage that lasted a good like day and a half a couple years ago that was caused by people like directly connecting and ddosing from multiple devices at the same time because of how many unsecured networks there are around with like you know, oh, here's three light bulbs that are connected to the internet. Great. Those are three points we can launch an attack from. Like, it's wild that in, I don't remember when Halo 2 came out, but in, like, the promotional campaign for that, they just offhandedly mention, oh, and yeah, while this AI is asleep, we'll use it to hack into a thing, and that's what's going to yeah. cause a problem. Like, wow, okay, you really called it. It's a really long-called shot that you got bullseye. Yeah. Um... 
So the criminal who kidnapped Jan kills her dad. That's her audio log. Okay. Uh, and then her mom shows up and kill her mom, who's also like one of the Spartan 1.0s. Right. Um, shows up and kills everyone and rescues Jan. Um, also, I should mention that the guy who tortures her and kills her dad is named Thin Kinkle. Thin Kinkle? Yeah. Which is pretty up there with Roger Murder. Thin Kinkle. How's Kinkle spelled? K-I-N-K-L-E? Yeah, it is. Lord. I just want to... uh to copy paste a little bit of this transcript to you I'm gonna read it Bradley hey boss I think she's waking up Finn for real this time Bradley I think so yeah Jan I I feel I feel sick Bradley welcome to Finn Kinkle's playhouse oh those uh, you know how people talking about food talk about the mouthfeel? Thin Kinkle's Playhouse is a set of words that do ha- that have the worst mouthfeel. It's it's the opposite of cellar door. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really is. Um All right, so she's hanging out with Thin Kinkle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then her mom shows up and kills everyone and rescues her. Uh, Dana updates her blog and says, Hi, this is Dana. If you're trying to have me hunted down in a shot like a dog, please feel free to use my email and voicemail to communicate with Melissa. Everyone else is. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dana. Uh, they get... More stuff from Melissa. Uh, Melissa is uh, sends out axons that and says that y- you should come to these with digital cameras. Um, okay. And that she is trying to recruit a larger squad units uh, for her crew. And she gets them to give themselves squad nicknames. Um, And then the princess and the flea talk to each other a little bit. Uh, The princess finds some new logs uh, of Herzog. um, And he... It's logs of him talking to his lieutenant um he transfer he transfers his lieutenant um somewhere else because he um is trying I think to get his lieutenants away from whatever uh, what's his face is gonna try and do with this like weapon and such so he's just like transferring everyone out of his unit <laughs> <laughs> uh, they get a n- yeah 
Uh, they get another set of riddles from the princess to unlock more Ronnie logs. Uh, my favorite one is all cats look black in the dark, but they feel different. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true, but I'll go with it. Uh, they had to like go through a cat gif and like find letters hidden in it. <laughs> Um, they get one that is all punchlines to knock-knock jokes, and they have to find the setup to those jokes. Okay. Um, they get one that is a eye chart, um, that they have to interpret. Okay. Um, they get one where they have to put a GIF over a transparent image, um, or they have to recreate um, a picture on a GIF on a piece of transparent paper and then, like, look at it from a certain angle. Damn. Okay. Uh, and then they get a bunch of Ronnie logs. Uh, she finally meets up with Herzog. Uh, he offers her some kind of job with him because... He's been kind of keeping an eye on her, doing her, like, analyst thing. Okay. Um, and she meets up with some guy on the train who uh, warns her that the Covenant is coming. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they get more axons. Uh, the question of the day is, who is the enemy? And the answer is the Covenant. Covenant. Or the um, blood, or the predecessor, I think is the name of the one in the Halo Five, or the precursor. Or, you know, don't worry, uh, Master Chief will stop them all. Melissa updates her situation analysis, uh, saying that she knows that people are having problems getting to some of the certain axons. Uh, she says that people who can't get to their axons can call her on an unsecure but usable voice channel uh, and leave your name, rank, contact number, and proof of loyalty to be considered for future transmissions. Uh, People find out that this means Dana's voicemail uh, account. Or you can find uh, a payphone closer to you and email her a picture that has the phone number and the coordinates. Okay. And she will call there. Uh, Like, give Dana up. Yeah, Dana's voicemail changes to a message from Melissa um, uh, saying this channel has been commandeered. Crew members unable to make Axon Rendezvous may attempt to leave secure numbers for future transmissions. Any crew member leaving a number here must agree to receive transmissions once per week, agree that the contents of their message may be broadcast other than the crew, and must supply name, rank, and a convincing proof of loyalty. Do not disappoint me. <laughs> okay, so um, a, a an in-universe legal check to make sure that they can tap your phone. <laughs> Yeah. And record your messages. Uh, the crew Good. I'm glad they're that... doing that step. Yeah. The crew assignment that week is to take photos of themselves at an axon. Um, you had to take the picture at a payphone. Uh, you had to demonstrate some kind of quote unquote special skill. Um, 
you had to demonstrate loyalty, um, which could either be a prop for your specialized job um, or just a photo of yourself saluting. Okay. Uh, and you could not visibly, f- visually Photoshop the fo- the picture. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, and then the sleeping princess was like, "Can you send me a signal in your picture?" So they had to sneak red balloons into their pictures as well. Wild. Okay. Um. So they got all their audio files. Um. Kamal finds out that Aiden is in jail. Uh, Sophia is getting deported because her visa has been canceled because that was all tied up with Aiden. Right. Um, Jersey talks more to Durga. Um, through Durga, he gives Jan a bunch of stuff about, like, a bunch of information on Thin Kinkle and, like, his <laughs> organization. <laughs> Um, so that she can get even with him. Um, Jersey figures out that Durga is um, an AI based on the brain impression of Kamal's sister. Okay. Um, because Durga the whole time has been like, interested in Kamal and like monitoring him and is like well he doesn't really have anything to do with anything I don't know why I'm so interested and Jersey's like I'm pretty sure that you were his sister and uh they kidnapped her and tried to make her into a Spartan but she died and then they made they made you into an AI um damn I just got that and like extremely upsets Durga, who is like, no, I'm not her. I'm an AI based on her. I'm a totally different person. Huh. Wild. Okay. Um. And then Jan Poor Durga. And... I like yeah. Durga. Me too. Um, and then Jan's mom drops... Uh, her off with someone else and leaves um, and Jan meets up with Jersey who is like I know who Kin- who Thin Kinkle's boss is um, I can't hear that name without laughing I'm sorry I know it's terrible <sighs> um, and they and they're gonna go after Thin Kinkle's bosses, I guess. I guess. Fucking get him. His boss his boss, by the way, is a woman named Monster Anne. Monster Anne? Yeah. I mean I guess it's better than like skinny Linda or something like that. Ugh. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go take um, down Monster Anne. Uh, they so at the end of Kamal's log, they find out that Coral, which is the planet where Kamal's parents and Sophia's mom lives, got raided by the Covenant. 
damn. So they're just like really ratcheting up these uh, audio logs in the end game. Yeah. Um, Melissa updates her page and says, I am now much more confident that our crew is numerous, well-trained, and resourceful, and awards some special commendations. Hell yeah. And says, in the, manner, in the matter of the killer, I received several thoughtful suggestions from my loyal and ingenious crew. On the basis of this input, I have formulated a plan and put it into action. With some ingenuity, I will also shortly be in position to neutralize the rogue process for good. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Um, they get a new log with the princess talking to the flea. Uh, and they get some new Herzog files, okay. um, which is uh, Standish calls Herzog while he's in the car. Um, uh, Standish is like, well, I'm not allowed to try to assassinate your analyst again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's like, and then Herzog's car switches suddenly from uh, like automatic guidance to manual, and Standish like extremely implies that he hacked his car. And then the car crashes and Herzog dies. Fuck. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Rip Herzog. Yeah. Rip Herzog. Um, then they get some more puzzles from the Sleeping Princess. Uh, they get an ISBN puzzle. Uh, they have to find like the first... Uh, or they have to find like words associated with certain books um, they get like a missing letter puzzle they get a constellation puzzle where they have to uh, take like the f- a letter from each star's name that is being talked about um, they get a weird word searchy grid puzzle based on uh the poem jabberwocky okay yeah um and then after all of those they get more uh ronnie audio files um and you find out that her uh her dad has basically become a prepper for when the covenant comes and like wipes out life on earth she's like don't worry i'm gonna go become a master chief so that it'll be fine yeah um because he's like well they got the reach they got coral they're not gonna get us we're gonna build a bunker under the house um and then ronnie gets a phone call from herzog um that tells her the location of the Covenant artifact. And Ronnie's like, I don't have the clearance to, like, go and get it. Um, I thought Herzog was dead. Yes, he is. Um, And Herzog um, says, like, 
well, they triggered the artifact. It's been putting out these weak fields. Um, and he also says, uh, I'm probably not going to be able to keep in touch with you any longer. Uh, don't come looking for me. My car is about to get crashed. <laughs> um, but then she calls him back later. Um, and she's like, you said, like, the artifact has been putting out these, like, weird fluctuating fields. What if it's a timer? Um, what if it's, like, counting down to when it goes off again? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Um, and so that's ominous. <laughs> uh, Dana updates her blog and says, I'm coming home. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> So now we enter week 14. Um, so weeks 14 and 15 are very much kind of like the end game. Okay. Um, Melissa finally starts figuring out that she is existing in kind of a different time zone than she used to be. Uh, yeah. She asks people to help her orient to her current time zone. Uh, she says... Please send me a picture of a contemporary construct, physical or social, which you suspect will be unfamiliar to me, along with a picture of its likely analog in 2552. You may consider this a field test of your communication skills with visual media, <laughs> commencing immediately and closing at midnight. This is such a fun challenge. Yeah. So, like, take a picture of a VHS tape and then send it to me alongside your Photoshop rendition of what you think physical media will look like in 2552. Uh-huh. Trick question. Physical media doesn't exist anymore, you nerd. <laughs> That's so funny. That's such a good so challenge. Funny. Um, And then uh, everyone who gets a call from Melissa that week gets a second call. Uh, from the princess who asks you 10 questions and then you have to call another player and give them your 10 answers. Um, and then she will call that player and ask them one of the questions. And if they know the answer, then the axon unlocks. Huh? Yeah. It's like telephone. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then they get the audio logs. Um, Jan and her mom and her aunt, uh, who is also in the military, track down Thin Kingle. To, uh, <laughs> My favorite subplot. <laughs> to blow him up with a grenade, I think. Hell yeah. Uh, Jersey uh, is getting updates from Durga. Um from what's happening to Jan and then Durga is like yeah it's weird like I am remembering what happened to Kamal's sister which is fucked up uh, hmm. and um And she, like, went, she was kidnapped when she was six, and then she did Spartan training for eight years and then died. Um, and okay. it's been, like, seven years since she, uh, since she died. And, um, and also it, uh, 
it takes seven years for a smart AI to grow so much in complexity that it becomes too complex. (laughs) (laughs) And when that happens, they either have to shut us down or we go crazy. Okay. Uh, Well, that's no good. Yeah, and and Durga's like, well, you have to tell the military to, like, come and shut me down. And Jersey's like, no, that's bullshit. And Durga's like, no, they have to shut me down. And And Jersey's like, no, no, no. It'll be fine, I'm sure. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, and then Kamal's uh, kind of thing is him talking to Sophia, and she's like, well, they can't deport me because my planet where I'm supposed to be deported to got destroyed by the Covenant. So <laughs> so I'm like in limbo right now. Right. Um, or no, Sophia like talks to an immigration officer who's like giving her the runaround about like where she's going to be going and like what she's going to be doing um, now that her planet is like completely destroyed. <laughs> um <laughs> And she finds out that the immigration officer is working for Aiden and is trying to track down uh, Kamal, but she won't give him up. Because Aiden, I guess, wants the all of the casino money that Kamal got. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then they get a new message from Melissa. Uh, Melissa says, my crew suggested I should view the killer as an asset to be deployed rather than an enemy to be eliminated. Several pointed out her relationship with her Aunt Margaret. Even if the enemy is protected by high walls and deep moats, he cannot do battle because we attack what he must rescue. The killer is now currently tasked... Yeah. The killer is now currently tasked with finding a way to neutralize the rogue process. Send any suggestions to her through the usual channel. Oh no. Melissa basically was like, if you, like, hey, Data, if you want your aunt to live, you have to figure out how to get rid of the princess. God. Yeah. What what happens? What do they do? Uh, good question. Who's, I suppose we're going to find out. Who's, whose side do you take in this? I I'm on the side of saving Margaret. Yeah, She's done nothing too. wrong. Margaret has had nothing to do with any of this. She doesn't even know how to use her website. <sighs> um, the princess updates her page and she talks about how fun it was to take over the phones for the day. Um, she talks to the flea and gets some more Herzog logs because apparently Herzog is not as dead as people thought they he was. Okay. Um but he has to essentially fake his own death. Oh yeah. Uh Herzog's the man. To... I love Herzog. Yeah. Um he talks to Ronnie and is like, You were right, the artifact is counting down. Um and you have to go in and get it because nobody knows what's going to happen when it goes off um it's probably gonna like do something big that the covenant will notice and they'll want to get it back uh standish thinks that i'm dead 
Uh, I have a lot of broken boats. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I have to pretend to be dead so that Standish, like, won't go after anyone else. Uh, They get more... They get more little puzzles from the princess. They get, like, a Scrabble tile puzzle and some other stuff. Um, And they get some audio logs of Ronnie having a confrontation with Standish. Um, She um, goes to, I think, try and find out what happened to... One of her coworkers, who is also doing a couple things for Herzog, um, Standish catches up to her, um, and Ronnie is like, "This seems like a trap." And Standish is like, "Yes." And Ronnie is like, "Well, I know that the artifact is a timer and it has a countdown and it's running." And Standish is like, "Hmm, what artifact?" <laughs> Um, and then Standish threatens to have her arrested for wartime treason okay Um, is that a different crime than just standard treason I don't know not really up to date on my treason law for the (laughs) expected reasons yeah um, she goes to a diner and has a conversation with a waitress who's like, yeah, my husband was a military and the Covenant killed all of them and it was very sad. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sure was. Yep. Sure do. Uh, and then... Got Dana in my notes post- here, Covenant bad. Okay. <laughs> new entry to the, the halo lore covenant equals bad covenant bad uh dana posts a blog entry that says okay so you know what the operator has asked me to do you also know what she has threatened me with please help the please help me stop the operator from hurting aunt margaret she is real your friend the sleeping princess is not you <laughs> might want to stop me but i am not going to be stopped i can however be helped I need a way to neutralize the rogue process. <laughs> uh, and then we get to week 15. Um, the princess finds out that Sunday, um, which is Halloween, we are now the week of October 26th, okay. uh, she is going to go home. Um, Melissa has been telling her crew that something big is going to happen that Sunday. Um, and people are like, oh, maybe the game is going to end then because Halo 2 releases, uh, next week. Um. That checks out. Yeah. Um. And Melissa says, I think because of my friends helping Durga, I'm going to get to meet my brother again. And says to the flea, oh, bug, I'm so grateful to you and my friends. I'm so happy. And he says, you're welcome. You can find me in my video game coming out next week. It's called (laughs) Halo 2. And it stars me, Master Chief, Andrew's very best friend. Okay. Um, And so they get more axons. They have 
Another kind of weird, I think, call and response axon that they have to do that week. Okay. Um, but it but it has a twenty second deadline. God. Yeah. Oh yeah, they get like a text marker and they have twenty seconds to like I guess recite it to her. Gotcha. Um and like find it on the page. Um they get the last seeking axon unlocked, but it allows Melissa to corner the sleeping princess and destroy her. Oh. Um, and then the 404 page updates and says, Rogue process destroyed. Thanks to the rapid fire execution of the crew, the rogue process, also known as the sleeping princess, has been destroyed. For reasons not entirely clear to me, the process is extremely difficult for me to trace. I had a mechanism in mind for wiping it where I only able to catch and control it. In this regard, I have to thank the crew for suggesting that I consider the killer not as an enemy, but as a resource. That's good, I guess. I guess. Rip to the sleeping princess. <laughs> Uh, and then Melissa announces that there is going to be a combat training exercise um, for crew members 17 and older at certain coordinates. Okay. Um, and apparently it was a preview of Halo 2, the game. That makes sense. I, yeah. I guess it makes sense that they're only allowed to like as a company in an official capacity we're only allowed to invite people that are over 17 to come preview (laughs) our m-rated game i guess that checks out man it would Um, suck to be 16 and be like okay yeah y'all go have fun Uh, so and then um dana updates her blog and she says uh it's over i made the operator happy i protected aunt margaret i am so relieved um, and it turns out that Dana was the one putting the phrases up on the uh, on the website while Melissa was calling people. Okay. Um, she said, uh, a lot of you told me that I was wrong to even think about cooperating with Melissa. Some of you told me to wait just a little longer until we had a better plan. But many more of you said, Dana, do whatever you have to. And so I did. Aunt Margaret is safe. Yeah. Hell yeah, Aunt Margaret. Yeah, uh, and then they get, obviously, more audio files. Uh, all of the storylines kind of start to converge. Uh, Kamal gets to meet Durga, who is the brain impression of his sister. Uh, Durga talks to Rani. Uh, Kamal and Rani and Jan all meet up in Jersey's apartment. Um, and they start to talk about breaking into this military base where the uh where this like covenant weapon is being held okay. uh, and there's also herzog uh calls someone to also talk about the um the weapon cool yeah so all of the, all of the storylines are kind of converging uh, and jersey tells kamal that durga is uh his sister um, and that his his actual sister is dead. Um, and Kamal is like, oh, cool. That's, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it and would then... suck to meet the AI based off of a family member of yours that isn't them, clearly. But it's like, hey, this robot, uh, it's technically your sister, but it's not. It doesn't remember you. It doesn't, you know, it kind of remembers you, but not really. Anyways, have fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so Jersey comes to Ronnie's house um, to be like, hey, my AI has been spying on you, uh, and we're all going to try and break into this military base together. (laughs) (laughs) You in? Yeah. Um, This is like the getting the team together part Mm -hmm. of like the heist movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jersey and Durg are like assembling all the characters. Um, and they try and figure out how they're going to sneak into the space. Uh, they decide that they're going to pose as a band for the officers club. Um, okay. and Jersey's like, yeah, we'll disguise ourselves as a band. And then we'll like, uh, we'll bring, we'll bring some, some guns in. And everyone's like, this, this sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> this is a terrible plan, but all right. Um, and then Ronnie, like, knows the layout of the base, so they start planning. Um, and then there is another, I, there's another couple of combat training exercises, or, like, the, the addresses come out for where those are going to be. Uh, there's, they find new embedded text in the website, um, from both the flea and the princess, the flea kind of unlocks some hidden text from the princess. The princess talks about um, it's like three different points of view. Uh, one is the flea trying to communicate with the princess. Uh, one is the widow. Uh, it's a third person story about the widow uh, experimenting on or like trying to open the princess's casket and one is a monologue by uh kamal's sister yasmin talking about like being experimented on by doctors okay which is very sad yeah um and so now they have a uh memory of probably what happened when yasmin died yeah (laughs) sucks um okay and they learn that she um was a 2.0 spartan or she was supposed to be uh but she died uh and they learn from the the widow's little thing that um the sleeping princess was like a buried personality inside of the Melissa AI. Um, and the widow woke the princess up to try and help her fix Melissa. Um, but instead of actually helping Melissa, the princess just like antagonized her for, <laughs> for months. <laughs> okay. Um, and they also find out that the flea is trying to look for the princess's friends. Okay. Um, and the flea leaves a message, uh, trying to get people to contact, uh, Aunt Margaret's email. 
Um, they contact the email and they say that they want to help. Uh, the flea is trying to probe the website for the princess, uh, but they try to prompt him to speak in actual spider code to try and repair the princess. Um, and they know from the widow text that they got that the princess can be released from the coffin by speaking her true name. So they say to the email, Hey, try decrypting the princess using the password Yasmin. Uh, but they find out that the password is either incorrect or incomplete. Um, and so they are running with incomplete, so they put in Yasmin's full name, because uh, they have Kamal's last name, they just don't know how it's spelled, I think, so they have to okay. do a couple of tests. Um, the flea probes the princess, but finds she is suffering from unknown damage. Okay. Um, they know from the widow's uh, new story that... Only the kiss of a handsome prince could wake the princess. So they try and get the flea to kiss the princess. Okay. Uh, and they Master do. Master Chief smooches the princess to wake up. Um, and because the flea has been trying to use like this kiss command on the princess for a couple weeks, and they don't know what it will do, and they're like, "Well, seems uh, like perhaps." They, that's okay. what we need to do. Hope it's nothing bad. Now's the time. Um, yeah. So, what, so they. That is what Master Chief is known for: his smooching abilities. <laughs> so and what happens is that it merges uh, Melissa and the princess into one AI. So they have one one whole AI who has the memories of both and is. Um, grateful to everyone for helping her out. Okay. Yeah. So the operator is complete. Melissa's doing great. Yeah. Um, and she puts up a message uh, that says, For the first time, not the first time since the shipwreck, but the first time ever, I can look into the mirror and truly see myself. I reach my hand up to the surface, and through the glass, I touch another hand. Um, and it ends with... I. Thank you so much for seeking me out. Thanks for rescuing me from me. I am Melissa, and that is all. That is everything. Hmm. Um. So they have they have successfully repaired Melissa. Uh, she is getting sent back to the future times on Sunday of that week, and they are in the end game. Hell yeah! So Halloween. So Halloween rolls around. Um, they get a new text box on I Love Bees, thanking them for their hard work. Uh, they get a farewell message from Melissa that says, thank you so much for everything. Um, the log of all the transmissions has been updated. Uh, they get some Herzog transmissions that they were missing because I think they couldn't solve one of the... Um, one of the princess's puzzles they like were missing a couple uh, which is just like Herzog talking to his lieutenant about um, not contacting <laughs> not contacting him while they're uh, they're getting sent off world okay um, and 
then all they have to do is answer some phones and make some axons go hot and get the conclusion of the audio logs. Yeah, so, do our friends make it? Yeah, so they hit their record of a thousand of over a thousand axons in one day. Damn. Um, Jersey and Jan and Kamal and Durga and Ronnie infiltrate this base. Um, they, um, Durga helps them as the AI, uh, by, I think, like, shutting down the security. Um, they... Jan gets hurt. Okay. Um, she... Oh, Jan gets shot, actually. Oh, damn. Um, Jan gets shot. Uh, but she's okay because she's a Spartan. Um. Okay. Durga gets merged with Melissa in the middle of this mission. <laughs> um, okay. Like, they, they, they get the weapon and such, and then Durga starts... Uh, merging and and gets like all of Melissa's memories and gets Yasmin's memories um, and she's like great Melissa I'm here to help and they're like yeah. you're who? she goes don't worry I'm from the future and the past well really what happens is that Durga like they trigger the artifact and Durga gets like scrambled and starts like speaking as Melissa and like as Gasmin okay. and a bunch of stuff. Um, the officers realize, so Ronnie tries to infiltrate uh, the base. Uh, the officers get a hold of her, but they, but the rest of them manage to, I think like trigger some kind of like EMP that, disables the weapon okay um and then they get out of there hell yeah i'm, I'm unclear how they disable the weapon <laughs> it's just, just hit like it real hard it's just like jersey goes off screen and they're like jersey's either disabling the weapon or blowing everything up right now and then he comes back and he's like it's done <laughs> i've disabled the weapon with my hacking skills <laughs> um so yeah so they save the world oh yeah go team um yeah even the and they and they um durga gets into the system and implicates standish in all of the breaking and entering and stuff that they've done so <laughs> Should have implicated so, uh, the IRS guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dana updates her blog, uh, thanking everyone for their help. She says, Today we helped Melissa go home again, but I don't think we quite know yet what that means for us. Even though Melissa is gone, I don't seem to have control over Aunt Margaret's site. There's still something living there, and it thinks it's going to broadcast something on Thursday, November 4th. For my part, I'm going to do what I can by helping Melissa execute the training mission she arranged for her crew. I don't know what happens next, but I think we did the right thing. I think we sent a lost girl back home. I think we solved the right problem. And I think our fortunes will change as a result. Hell yeah. Yeah. Go team. Um, yeah. So they get 
Um, a new communication log from Melissa that week saying that they're, they've opened up more quote-unquote uh, training sessions in more cities because the players are complaining about only they're only being four. <laughs> um, and then they get a new surge of phone calls and audio files for that week. Um, which has the last bit of their, like, amazing heist. Uh, they save Ronnie from being in military custody. Okay. Um, well, she's in custody. Uh, Durga is, like... Durga gets in contact with her and is like, hey, uh, we're working on getting you out of here. Uh, Standish is under investigation for the base and the weapon and also for murdering Herzog. Oh, yeah? Um, and Or for the attempted murder of Herzog. Uh, and Ronnie's like, oh, I thought he was dead. And Durga's like, I, had, I have lugs of... Uh, him calling you though and Ronnie's like no he never called called me on the phone and Dirk is like hmm interesting someone falsified my my records hmm um and they get a log of uh Jersey talking to Durga saying that uh Ronnie is out uh Jan picked her up Jan lived um Oh, they t- they do talk about Master Chief. What? They do. Master Chief shows up? <laughs> he doesn't show up. They just, like, talk about him. <laughs> Hell yeah. My uh, boy. They say that Durga talks about that there's a ceremony honoring him uh, and that he discovered a artifact that was related to the one that they disabled at the base. Um, and that they found out that the artifacts are supposed to be weapons that destroy all life in the galaxy. Huh. Um, well, good job like, wow, shutting good- that down with a computer code, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wow, good good thing that we uh, shut that down. Uh, and they talk about how Durga used to be Melissa and the operator. Okay. Uh, and they basically kind of like summarize the whole plot. They're like, <laughs> in case yeah, you didn't you were pick on a... up on what's been going on. <laughs> yeah, they were like, you were on a ship that crashed, uh, and they found the Covenant like Trojan horse operation, uh, and it was supposed to find the artifact, and it got on Melissa, but the captain knew that something was wrong, so she aborted the mission, and then the artifact got triggered, and we crashed. Um, and then Durga crashed onto onto Jersey's computer. Um. <laughs> Just let's tie everything up in a nice little bow. Yeah. Um, and uh, Kamal gets to talk to his sister's memories. Aww. And that's all well and good. Um, and Jan got shot, but she's okay. Hell yeah. Uh, Kamal's parents uh, come down to Earth. They get... Um, they get... Uh, they they immigrate to Earth. Uh, Sophia comes back. Uh, 
and it is overall relatively a happy ending for everyone and then the covenant shows up and destroys earth what yeah (laughs) they just they say great and then everyone lived happily ever after and then they're like one more audio file and then it's like actually they didn't the covenant attacked yes fuck yeah it's like everyone gets like a nice happy ending and then there's like a ronnie log of her like talking to another agent um about herzog and then it like ends with uh like an air raid siren and they're like oh the covenant is here fuck and that's how it ends baby okay <laughs> what a power move to end your ARG by just murdering everyone fuck yeah. You want to talk about recommendations, Marn? <laughs> well, the the actual last thing that happened Jeez. was, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I can't. That's that's wild. It's I can't imagine. Wild. Like I can imagine ending on a like a bang, but that's not really a bang as much as just like a left field twist that just kills everything. I don't like that at all. Um, the actual last thing that happened out of game was that the, some of the players got like DVDs with, uh, the, all of the audio logs and some Easter eggs, um, and like unused scenes and stuff on them. Uh, and they went to training events and then they unlocked, um, one final message from Melissa, uh, who... It basically recapped the plot again <laughs> uh, okay. and confirmed and confirmed that the flea was a covenant virus oh, um, fuck. and that sh- and that she faked some of the Herzog uh, logs banking on the fact that people would relay them to Durga and get that information about the weapon to Durga and Jersey and etc huh can't believe i thought that guy was master chief yeah i mean all the evidence pointed to it being master chief though <laughs> well damn that's really cool though that's a cool i mean yeah. i don't like that last final act twist of killing everyone but the the post post credit scene is really cool that's really neat to send out dvds yeah. and stuff like that yeah well, cool. You, uh, I know it's been a while since we've done this, but do you want to rate this game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do do that, we don't do we? We do do that. Hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, of them. Do you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely. 
didn't know at all the people. That was crazy. Holy fuck, Mike Mitchell. Why? Well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies. Justin McElroy. Grab your tongue. Grab your tongue, and I want you to say Sorry, "born tongue. on a pirate ship." Born on a pirate ship. You were born on a pile of shit, and many more. So check it out. But also, if you don't like bare naked ladies, we talk about them probably like a third of the time. So. Uh, yes. That's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it. So how do you feel about the uh, story of this game? I kind of like the story of this game. I like the audio logs a lot. I've been listening to a couple of them, and I think they're really well produced and well voice acted, and they do a lot for me. Cool. I I really like the I like some of the ideas behind the game, and it's neat how it ties directly into the canon of the Halo games. Um, I always think it's really weird that, like, Halo 1 is, like, a cool, like, you know, it's the super soldier, you know, that, that kind of story. But it's it's interesting how, like, every tangential media I've seen about Halo is has some element of being, like, isn't it kind of fucked up that we have the Spartan program? Yeah. Um, and it's neat to see, like, these behind-the-scenes look at people's lives on Earth as this is happening in the background. I really like that. Yeah, I like that too. Um, I also like that it is really easy for people who don't know a lot about Halo lore to follow. Yeah, I I know the vaguest bare minimum about Halo lore. Um, just from like, I, I never really played the games myself outside of multiplayer with some friends. But um, this is easy to follow along with. I know the basics about it and that isn't necessary to even keep up with the game. I like that a lot. Yeah. How many members of the Spartan program out of 10 would you give this one? Um, I would give it a 9.5. Yeah, I think I'd give it a 9 too. I I really like uh, how it's produced and how all the characters come together. I don't like that ending. I think that uh, that ending is uh <laughs> I think you really need to build to that and I don't it from the sound of things it wasn't. It was just kind of a like well, in the canon of Halo, Earth's destroyed, so we might as well do that now. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if um, the like if they had to do that, if they, if like Bungie or like the game writers met with the marketing group, um, and were like, if you want to, like, if you want this to be set on Earth, you like have to adhere to the canon. Yeah, but even if you're doing that, you don't have to like. I don't know. You could set a story like that and then like if the canon of your world is that in star date 2558 or whatever, the covenant had attacked and destroyed earth. You can set a story that ends on 2552 and then you can like okay. you can say like Yeah. There's gonna like you don't even have to acknowledge the fact that like in 6 years the covenant will destroy the planet. We're not talking okay, so about that. Like, it's a so happy ending, the... even if you know people are going to die six years later. So I'm on the Halo wiki, um, Halopedia, and it says that Earth wasn't actually destroyed. The Covenant just attacked Earth, uh, and then Master Chief showed up and destroyed one of their assault carriers, um, and eventually they retreated. And that So they Earth's... didn't even have to do this. So there is there is a battle of Earth in which a lot of people died, but yeah, technically none of the main characters 
had to get caught up in that, I guess. Or even if you want to say that, like, they did at some point, you didn't have to, like, acknowledge it or show it, you know? Like, yeah. in some way, that kind of cheapens both it and the story you just told. Yeah. I wonder if they... Hmm. I wonder if they wanted to, like, do that because they wanted to tease stuff happening in halo 2 but i could be wrong maybe i i don't know know well enough to answer that one but overall nine a nine for story i like this a lot nine genetically modified super soldiers out of ten oh yeah the first the first battle of earth comprised the events of halo 2 okay so so the arg led basically directly into the game sure okay that that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense then, knowing that Halo 2 covers that. Cool. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about the puzzles? Um, I liked some of the smaller puzzles. Um, I felt like they were kind of a little scattered, though, in mm-hmm. that they were all, like different puzzles and there was no real consistency other than like opening the phone or answering the phones or like opening up the pictures to see what was hidden inside of them Mm -hmm. um i don't know i guess i would give it like a seven (laughs) yeah i it sounds like i'm kind of on the same page as you are i like the puzzles in the micro sense i like all of the smaller puzzles that happen to do individual clues but then the overarching I, I like the structure of the overarching plot being we're going to call these payphones at this specific time and you better show up and do a thing. That's really cool. I don't know how yeah. cool it is over the span of 16 weeks. Like it started <laughs> in like week six and then it went for another 10 weeks, which is it's a, a long time to be playing an ARG doing the same basic kind of, I don't know, gameplay loop isn't the right term, but it's the term that comes to mind. Um, yeah. I feel like that would get old kind of quick, and I wish they'd kept it a little bit lighter. But I thought, that, like, lighter on its feet, able to jump from thing to thing. But overall, yes. I do think that, like, if you are going to stick to one thing, that's a pretty cool thing to stick on. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I feel like, prob- I feel, think I feel a little higher on it than you are. I think about a seven. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I could go for, I could go to a seven. Yeah, seven sticky grenades that make you throw your controller on the ground. Uh huh. Um, and then, uh, how do you feel about the replayability of this one? Um, well, it is archived very, very well, and the website, as it was when it got taken down, still exists, and you can still listen to all of the audio logs. Yeah, uh, we'll have those linked in the show notes again, and then, uh, yeah, the 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 website, which we didn't realize was still up last week or last month when we recorded, um that one will be we'll put that up as well uh make sure that links are attached to all that um the like direct gameplay of each thing isn't going to be still accessible obviously but the response you'd get would be and all of the materials are still live which counts for something also you can go to a payphone at any time so you can pretend that you're calling stuff that's true. Finding a payphone may be an error. That might in and of be, itself, yeah. That though. might be harder than the uh, rest of this gameplay all combined. 
many uh, aliens invading Earth would you give this one on replayability, Marn? Um, probably like a six. Yeah, that's about where I'd give this. It's got a lot of files that are still uploaded and ready to go, and you can still access the main website, but beyond that, there's just not much still available. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Uh, with that, I think that we're ready to get into recommendations now that we're three and a half hours into this recording. Yeah, well, to be fair, we did talk a lot about not ARGs at the beginning. That's true. <laughs> what, uh... What's your recommendation for this week, Marn? Um, I have a recommendation and a plug. Um, my plug is that uh, I think by the time this comes out, the episode will also be out. Um, I was on an episode of Party of One uh, with Jeff Stormer, which is a actual play podcast all for two-player games, um, where it's a rotating cast of guests playing games with the host, Jeff Stormer. Uh, we played my game that I wrote, Catbox, yeah. um, and that should be out by the time this episode comes out, I think in the same week. Hell and yeah. my recommendation is actually another tabletop game. Uh, it is Collectible Trading Moon Game. Collectible uh, Trading Moon Game? Yes. Uh, by Abe Mendez, who has described it as the frog fractions to of, or the frog fractions of tabletop roleplay games. Um, and the kind of gimmick is that it's a, it's a rule book for making the moon into a collectible trading card and gathering up a deck of moons. But as you go through the table of contents, the rules get more and more elaborate as you're going through. So it's like, it's all a playable game, but it's like varying degrees of playable. (laughs) Okay, cool. That sounds really cool. Um, it's very fun. I like the sound of that. That I have to check that out. It's very fun. Um, I know that uh, Abe has been posting a lot of screenshots from it on Twitter that have gotten like a reasonable amount of popular because they are very good and very funny. Uh, <laughs> and I highly recommend people go and look into this game. You can, on the Itch.io page, you can see the table of contents, which, which goes from like quick start rules and basic rules to forbidden rules and emergency procedures. <laughs> Best and worst practices. Yeah, my favorite thing is that they have there's like um, an appendix or like a box for you to turn to for like if you look up at the moon and see two moons instead <laughs> there's like a specific emergency procedure <laughs> can I read the uh, description up on itch.io yes uh, collectible trading moon game collect moons trade with friends compete in a moon fight become a lunar lich Collectible Trading Moon Game is a card game in which every card is the actual moon in the sky. This 13-page text contains everything a novice moon collector needs to know to start collecting moons and get involved in their local chapter of the Moon Fight League, the MFL, as well as details on all variations of the game and emergency procedures for moon-related apocalypse scenarios. Collectible Trading Moon Game is a PBTA game, a pummeled by the asteroids game. (laughs) I'm very I into also, this. I need to check this it's out. It's really good. I also like that the quick start rules are look up at night. For best results, also go outside. <laughs> Incredible. 
It's really good. Uh, what's your recommendation for this? Uh, so I'll also do a plug and a recommendation. <laughs> um, my plug is that I just put out a new game. Um, it is a sequel to uh, a game that's been around for a while. Um, it's a game called Chess 2, um, which is a sequel to Chess 1 that uh, takes the game that was there before and gives players more options to go. Um, personally, I think it's better than Chess 1, um, and I think that history will see me out on that. Um, you can find that on Itch.io, and it'll be linked in my Twitter account. Um, but my recommendation this week is a game that's better than Chess 2 somehow, um, and that is a game called Pokemon Sword. Um, I honestly, I like to use my, I like to use this platform to try and advertise for like things that you might not have heard of. Um, this isn't one of those cases cause I've done nothing but play Pokemon for the past month. Um, I love this game. It's like one iteration away from my perfect Pokemon game. I started streaming with my fiance to do a Nuzlocke run of this game, which is going, um, it's going uh we've it's been an experience and a lot of fun to do even if we haven't been doing so great um but it is uh if you like po if you like pokemon you already own this game probably um so you don't really need me to tell you that you should check it out but uh it is a fun way to get into pokemon as a whole and it's a really great game that i'm enjoying a lot um so yeah that's my pokemon good it's, it's a small indie game called pokemon sword Pokemon real good, Marn. Oh, by the way, if you want any shield exclusive Pokemon, I can trade them to yeah, you. Yeah, we'll uh we'll chat after this. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Gotta get me a ponytail. Um Yeah. Alright, I think that's gonna do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think it is. Cool. Uh if you want to get a hold of us, you can do that. Uh we are on twitter together at argonauts pod you can follow the show there and interact with us uh separately i am at ac sherman writes oh i am at corpse survivors and you can also find us via email you can email us at argonautspodcast at gmail.com uh we do our best to respond to emails when we get them but we are slipping on that i need to actually set some time aside and do that um but uh we are very thankful for any emails that get sent our way um, if you're interested in supporting the show, you can do so. We have a Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash ArgonautsPod. Or uh, you can go to patreon.com. That's P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com if you want to make the same mistakes I do. Uh, also, if you want to donate $10,000 to us so that we can buy the domain <laughs> name SilentHill.com, uh, it would be very appreciated. I would love it, and I'd love to be able to say that um, you can go to SilentHill.com to donate to us. Um other than that, we have a Redbubble shop that should be listed in the uh, description for the for the thing. You can get some stickers to support the show. Um, also, uh, also, also, you can check out uh, other shows on the Orange Groves Network. We are a member of the network. Uh, we like it a whole lot. We um, include you know little descriptions of other shows in our episodes here, uh, and it's a network that I really believe in. Um, we're currently raising money to uh, try to put together a plan to get. Uh, transcriptions for all of our shows going into 2020 um it's something in the works i'm not writing out to commit to anything right now don't don't 
Uh, Joe, if you're listening, I'm not saying that we are committed to doing that, but it is something that is in our goal. Um, and the network is a wonderful thing. You should check out other shows on the network and uh, support them as a whole. Uh, we're doing great work, I think. Um, and other people yeah. on the network are really great, too. And you should listen to us on uh, Champs in the Making. Yeah, Champs in the Champs in the Making is public now. Uh, you can check us out. Uh, we have a bracket podcast. Speaking of Pokemon, uh, a bracket podcast where we are ranking every Pokemon to figure out what the best one is. Uh, so far, we have two in the public feed. By the time this episode's going live, there'll be a third one there. Um, or if you subscribe to the Orange Groves Patreon, you can get uh, episodes early. We have, I think, eleven up uh, by the time of this recording. So um, you should get on that. It's a. It's it's probably. Um, it's one of my favorite shows on the network. Uh, it's my fiance's f- favorite podcast. Um, you should definitely check it out. It's it's good work. And uh, I think that's going to do it for us. So if you don't have anything else, Marn, that's ARGS, baby. <laughs> and then the covenant comes. And, and then the covenant dies. comes and everyone dies. The end. <laughs> <laughs>